That's right. Sit back, pass the doobie to the left, and enjoy the crowd noise. Because tonight, Fly Casual is talking about the best live shows. That's right. Not the best. We're doing it live (laughs) with the live shows here on another Fly Casual. Let's get ready to wrinkle! Honest answers. Honest answers here. Uh-oh. So Truth or dare. Every, dare. At the end of every day, not the beginning of every day, at the beginning of every day, my grandpa would put on his coveralls and go out and work in his shop and make truth. L- literal grandfather clocks. This is, tr- this is the truth. At the end of the day, he would come back to the house. You know, you would eat dinner, go out, maybe do whatever, yard work stuff. But when, he, when it was time to retire for the evening, he would come in, he would turn on this orange-ass lamp next to his and easy play chair. Fortnite. Right. And then he would read the paper and watch 60 minutes, which is a reference I made recently and read the news. How much do you efforts these days read the news in paper or web form? Wow. The question for me is how much do I consume news? That's pretty much what I'm asking. Zero. Yeah. I wouldn't say zero, but very little. Garrick. Um, Whatever pops up in my Reddit feed, I guess. Right. Thank yeah. you. No, right. exactly. If, if that's news, I guess. So, if it's in your feed, I mean, not really back news, in the no. day, uh, mostly like, cat videos. I would say literally 10 years ago. 10, cause it's easy for me to picture that because I've been in this house for 10 years and, a, and change. So 10 years ago, every single day, I would hit CNN.com, MSNBC.com, and FoxNews.com and compare notes. I don't hit shit anymore. I read what comes up on my Reddit feed, exactly what Garrick said. And even then, it's like assuming I'm subscribed to a subreddit that gives a crap about whatever kind of news that is. And maybe Twitter might show me some dumpster <laughs> Shit. That's <laughs> all. I'm not watching any 24-hour news. I'm not no. anything. I don't know. No. It's, Guys, all, it's all garbage. It almost has to all be filtered for me anymore. We could be at nuclear war with Russia right now, and I don't know. Oh, we're not, are we? I don't know. Tulsi Gabbard said we shouldn't, so I'm assuming we're still not. I hope everybody's saying that. Yeah. <laughs> I, fair. That's fair. I know tensions are escalated with Ukraine. That's all the yeah, news I this know. Is, this is the first time hearing about it, so. <laughs> well, it happened that a while tell, ago, and now it's happening you, again. That tells you something. <sighs> yeah. I'm I don't know. That's actually a read big about deal. stuff that happened a long time ago, not like present day. Right. I, mean. I like to know when we, <laughs> I like to know the the version of history that everybody's already washed out all the uh, subjectivity. Sure, right. And it's now just whatever version we've decided is the truth. <laughs> if, I, if I have to make decisions on my own, it's exhausting. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in the world, guys. Mike, yeah. what's going on with you? Um, Hi. Hi, Mike. How's it going? I'm all right. Hi, Mike. <laughs> don't make me think about news. <laughs> Why did no, you bring I that come up? here. What is, the Mike that up? what is the Mike news? What is the Mike news? The news about well, Mike. If Mike was yeah. a subreddit. What um, is the top post? What's our mic? I built a thing <laughs> in my studio, mic. so I'm excited about that. I saw pictures of this, yeah. and I 
am not apologetic for accusing that your dad made most of it. <laughs> he did not. It was me. You're, this thing looks good. <laughs> Tell people what it is. I built a rat. Well, okay. So for those who don't know, I'm a musician and <laughs> I had a studio <laughs> in the past yeah. that's been in mothballs forever and ever. And now that I'm married and have a nice house and we just finished our basement, I'm actually finishing my studio now and I built a rack mount for my studio equipment. So <laughs> Rack. And I didn't believe for a second that your dad didn't help. I have never seen you do this type of thing. Oh, in, yeah? In, geez, how the hell old are we? In like the almost 20 years that I've known you, sure. I've never seen you do this kind of thing. And the painted product, I don't see the seams. I don't see yeah. the, the cracks. Yeah. I don't see the well, filler. I learned this by finishing my basement. Right? <laughs> I mean, I've done things like this before, yeah. but the finishing touches is what I learned when I did my base because I built my bar in the basement. That's and so I had to learn about trims and quality woods and all this stuff. So um, I applied that to my little rack mount. It, yeah, it, it turned out real nice. I'm a little pissed off at how good it looks, Mike. A little <laughs> pissed off. Where would you post this at? On uh, the Discord that you yeah. don't take enough part in. Well, no. if you go to Facebook, the finished, finished product, like with everything his, on his there. His progression there. picture looked like uh, in the old comics they had, learn how to draw Superman and and it was like a, like a stick figure outline, <laughs> yep. and then the stick figure outline was slightly more detail, yeah. and then like a full color version. Yes, like exactly. <laughs> I was like, I was like, wait a minute, Mike, you've left my skill in the dust between pictures two and three. I agree. I was like, God damn it! Like you, you trashed that first version and bought one at the store. <laughs> I do this kind of bullcrap all the time, but I don't get to three. It's like two point two at a finished product. That Best. I I would admit that uh, yeah the finishing details are hard to wait through because you're anxious to get down and start using it right but, yeah it's worth it it looks really you got to fill nice. in the little holes with the little wood putty yep. and yeah sand it down no and, yeah I would no I was looking at that in detail going God damn it Mike I didn't know you could do this shit. <laughs> And I was pissed. I was pissed. I was like, how many things could well, I have made Mike finish for me? It's in his blood. So. Yeah. Yeah. The old man, yeah. He, uh, yeah. he got lots of splinters. It's literally in his blood. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Lots of splinters. It hurts. I, ha I have YouTube to thank for any practical skill that I have in that regard at all. <laughs> My dad was an accountant, and it shows. <laughs> hey, but you're still willing to pick up the tools, so I give you a lot of credit. Yeah, I, well, the, it's kind of sad at one point. You look at it, and you look at how many hundreds and thousands of dollars of tools, not hundreds of thousands, <laughs> hundreds slash thousands of dollars of tools that I have and what I have to show for it. <laughs> That's two very different things. Two very different things. I like to have the stuff there in case I need it <laughs> once. <laughs> Garrick is absolutely right, though. It's like frame, frame a little bit filled in. Finish product. Yep. Prime. <laughs> yeah, you're like every other instructables out there. Well, I wasn't trying you know how to easy do it. it is? I wasn't trying yeah. to do it. The way you do it is going? you have a camera running 24 7. Buy wood glue. Yeah. Yeah. Let you just go through yeah. and I know. I'm too lazy. Buy too lazy. Buddy. I am with you. Step three profit. <laughs> I'd love to produce that stuff, but I produce video for this podcast, and it takes too damn long. You're damn right. You're damn right. Over there, Magic Control, Mr. Stephen J. Howie, chugging his Pepsi. Mm. Mm. Sit back, mm. roll Yummy. it around in your mouth, warm it up. Like You got to roll it around. You got to feel the tan the tannins. Mm. You got to get the tannins. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. 
That's me. Yep. No pure leaf tonight. We're going hardcore. He's going what, the heavy what the route. Hell are you talking about no? Pure oh, there leaf it is. That's yeah, backup. It's sitting. There. Damn. Sitting there ready to, ready to back. I started this yeah. early. It's starting to get a little warm now, so oh, I got to no, I got to finish. Got to finish it quickly, and then move on to the the pure leaf. The only the, good warm uh, Pepsi is a how warm are they not Pepsi. a sponsor of this podcast yet? I just want to know. I don't know. I don't They'd know. be making someday. Bank. I'd like to make a, a wage, a salary wage. of some sort a on this living podcast. wage from this train wreck <laughs> of a podcast. Well, if you produce better videos. Oh shit! Oh damn! <laughs> Damn. Damn, son. Got him. Dizzle am. Oh, hell. How do you cook <laughs> you need- that? Call oh. the burn unit. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> we got third degree up in here. <laughs> Cross the pot and down a few, Mr. Garrick, not Jay Hardy. Oh, man. I know, right? I don't know how to f- that. That hurt me. I know. I I, oh. We got splash damage from that. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah. Hell oh, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I built nothing. So yeah. that. <laughs> that's good. That's I have two tools, a hammer and a, I think one screwdriver. <laughs> Actually, I think I we think. found most well, of yeah, your tools. Don't ask me what kind. We found most of the tools on top of his foundation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were not his tools. <laughs> they, they were, were left they were, there. They were left there by the builder. <laughs> <laughs> Free tools. <laughs> no, that's how I get is... most of my tools and ladders. People just leave them here. Yeah. The sad part about all... He doesn't call him to come pick it up. He's like, it's mine now. Yeah. <laughs> I try. The saddest Once. saddest part about my tools is that in the last week, the 100% of the usage of the tools that I own was to build a platform for the tools that I own. Well, I think that's pretty much <laughs> men of our age who do those types of things. That's the reason they buy the tools. Yeah. I mean, they want to say, I have the tools. I need a reason to buy it. Oh, I could build a platform for yeah. the tool. Now That's I can the make the tool work better by making a thing for the tool <laughs> with the tool. That's a reason to buy the tool. All right, the thing is oh, made. I'm going to shove the tool into a corner so that I don't have the tool in the way of the other tools that I'm not using. <laughs> <laughs> that was me this last week. 100% no exaggeration at all. I built a platform for my compound sliding miter saw, which I realized after I bought it, Damn, this thing's five feet deep. Where the hell am I going to put it? I know. I'll use this cart, build a platform on it. Then I can move it around. Crap. Now I need to destroy this other thing to make room for it to go. When I get there, then I'll be in equilibrium. Then I'll be in tool zen and I won't have to worry about anything, which is the biggest lie I could ever tell. Until until you uncover (laughs) something by removing the. Exactly. I won't even have to uncover it. I will gin that shit up from my mind. Yeah. (laughs) Whoa. Tools are Is that PC the gin that shit up from my mind? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay, I'm pretty sure I didn't offend gin's an alcoholic that. beverage. Mm, delicious. Is that or, how or I don't know that phrase very well. Or it's a uh, like a, a mythical like genie? oh like a genie uh, yeah. a gin with a D. What? It's time for the gin. The gin. I get it. Like from Final Fantasy. The gin. Or from the American Gods, which is not being renewed. Oh, man. Wow, I'm going to miss my updates for that. Garrick, dock it the hell out of us. Whoa. Oh, right off the bat. Well, guys, I've been watching a show on the old Amazon Prime. Oh, here we go. Yeah. It's a animated cartoon, which all cartoons are animated usually. Usually, that's a kind yep. of a thing. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's it's uh, called Invincible. You may have seen it in your feed. I don't know. Is it an M Night Shyamalan joint? No, oh. it has 
as far as I know, M Night is not involved in any way, shape, or form. But I don't know. Maybe he wants to. Uh, he's know. under a pseudonym. <laughs> but it's it's uh it's based off a comic book uh series that came out from Image Comics. Oh, Image uh, Comics by uh, Robert Kirkman. Heard of this Ooh, guy? Oh, I have the, Robert the Walking Kirkman? Dead gentleman. Yes, he he basically uh, is the reason Image is still around today. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> a lot of the Image properties I used to follow have been gobbled up by DC. Yeah. So this when I first I I didn't know what I've not read this series, so I didn't know what I was going into. I'm like, oh yeah, Robert Kirkman. You know, I like animated superhero stuff. We give it a try. So I was watching it. Basically, the first episode is all these characters that are basically analogs of DC characters. Nice. So it's it's kind of like the boys a little bit oh, in that way, but yeah. not like that. Like not like exactly like the boys. Um so you got like a Superman character who's one of the main characters called Omni Man. <laughs> and and his son has now come into his powers, which I guess it had taken the longer and he's from a Obviously from an alien planet and he came to Earth and all that stuff, just like Superman, except I think his planet didn't get ex- didn't get uh, blown up. OK, I think it's it's still around. And then you got like a Batman and a Wonder Woman and Is the Batman uh, instead of bats, he's owls. <laughs> no, it's called Nightwing. Oh, or, geez. no, no. Darkwing. Darkwing. Oh, Darkwing. Like the duck. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Like the duck. I was cracking up like Darkwing. Come on. Robert Kirkman at some point just stopped trying to think too hard. <laughs> yeah. Let's admit he, it. I mean, <laughs> I, I think I've heard in interviews that he just detests like DC Marvel type stuff. So I th- and at, at first I'm watching, I'm like, oh, he's, this is kind of like more or less an homage. Like, this is cool. They got like a, a Martian. You got a, a Wonder Woman. You got yeah. a Flash and all this other stuff. And they're in this league together. They call them Guardians of uh, the Globe or something like that. That's <laughs> so on the nose. So, so, re- so at first you're like, oh, yeah, this is pretty cool. It's like a coming of age story about this kid. And it's kind of funny. It's goofy. You know, it's, it kind of reminded me of uh, the 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 DC, uh, you know, cartoons have come out with the past. Right. And then, and then the credits roll. And then they have an after scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord and then you finally understand that this was written by robert kirkman <laughs> it, it gets heavily heavily tvma after that yeah everybody gonna die <laughs> yeah FYI. so it the the blood it there's i mean no nudity up to this point so i guess take that as you will but the the violence is just dialed up to 11 nice. and it it's almost comic in a way but it's so brutal how it's done. Uh, and the, the, the cast, bunch of great voices, like the main character, uh, Invincible, who's the son of uh, Omni-Man, is voiced by Stephen Yoon. Uh, uh, naturally. He does, he does an awesome job. What a and, fit. And uh, Omni-Man is J.K. Simmons. <laughs> oh, my God. And he, he looks like J.K. Simmons from uh, Spider-Man. He has he, the, yeah, the he, hair he with the gray on the Spider-Man. side. <laughs> J. Jonah Jameson. Oh yeah. my gosh, I've seen clips of this on the internet. I, I know exactly yeah, what you're talking about now. Yeah, yeah. The, the Zachary Quinto is the voice of a robot guy. Oh you got my Jillian gosh. Jacobs, uh, who who does uh, another. Isn't this like super mega uber violent? By the way, Mike Gillian. Oh yeah, just it's said. uber violent. Gillian Jacobs was in. She was Britta in Community. You'll get there. Mm-hmm. Okay, someday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a lot. I, I think. Uh, 
thought it was Mark Hamill at one point. I didn't have a chance to look it up, so I can't, but it sounded exactly like Mark Hamill for one of the, the lesser characters. They, they even have like a, a Hellboy analog. Oh my God. Is, yeah. It, it gets, it gets crazy down in the, in each episode's kind of like, um, its own almost standalone, but then there's this overarching story that you're like, huh, what's going on? That's what I like. Yeah. I'm a sucker it, for like serialized, but like give, give me a piece of what ongoing, but then give me an individual adventure. The the best part is that, uh, they have, uh, the high school he goes to, I think it's called Reginald Vell Johnson high school. <laughs> and they actually got Reginald Vell Johnson to voice Principal Winslow. Nice. <laughs> Reginald okay. Johnson, Carl Winslow from Family Matters, yeah. aka the dude what was in Die Hard. Yeah. You got you got all these uh, all these tongue-in-cheek things. But I, I'm really enjoying it. Just the the straight up violence is almost the comedy in itself. <laughs> I yeah. So I'm I put off by ultra violence until it becomes so ultra violent that I'm laughing. Then, then I'm kind of, I'm, yeah, I'm that's way what in. this is. Trust like, there, me, there's one clips. point where you're like, it's just at the it's end of the first so episode, ridiculous. you're like, Oh, sh- Oh, ah, wow. Damn. Whoa. It's nice. still going. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what? Yeah, the J.K. He? Simmons stuff, that's the clips I've seen. And it's so ridiculous to hear J.K. Simmons' voice, and he's, like, Pretty performing... Play that drumline better! Performing this, like, ultra-uber-violence on these alien dudes. It's weird. Have you yeah. seen Whiplash? He is verbally violent. Yeah. <laughs> like, his character is from a different planet, and he's telling everyone that his species goes to different planets to help him out. But you kind of, like... Really, uh, you, you kind of question that at yeah. certain points, or are you just he dominating just, them? He he's so powerful, like he just he can. He's Superman. I mean, you can't you, right. you can. Can't Isn't there him, a so scene where he's teaching a kid how to fly or something? He's yeah, he's punching her asshole so or something. It's so weird. <laughs> wow, <laughs> like propelling yourself is like this way, and it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> Because wow. he knows his son's like basically like indestructible as well, so he can just like mess with them and throw him into stuff. <laughs> throw him into stuff. <laughs> I've got to give this a watch. I saw clips and like what I'm like, what the hell is this? Amazon Prime. Yes. Mm-hmm. What's it called again? Invincible. 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 Not affiliated with M Night Shyamalan. No. No. Not not as far as I know. Which Mike has not seen. <laughs> I have not. I've seen glass though. Yeah. You oh, really? You wow. saw glass? Or no, wait. What oh, was no. the what was the um Unbreakable? Unbreakable. That's the one I saw. Oh, Invincible. I was actually this whole time confusing Invincible for Unbreakable. Yes. Unbreakable. Uh, My bad. Invin- what is Invincible? Invincible like, is, the, is the one where all of them are together, right? I don't know. It could be a Christian like church library movie for all. This I is know. where he brought all of his characters together. Invincible is the- about football. I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't need it's it. about never rugby, mind. Right? Never mind. <laughs> Isn't there because he what he has unbreakable and then he has the what's the one with split. the yeah, split. split and then glass. Oh, and then glass. But isn't there one where they're all together? Glass. glass. That's glass. I've not seen glass. Okay. But yes. Never mind. It's invincible. I'm wrong. Best. I'm completely wrong. Wow. It's unbreakable. I don't know why I was. Oh, inv- you know what? I'm thinking invincible is the Mark Wahlberg tries out for the. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Or the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, yeah, the Eagles, Eagles yeah. Nice. Yeah, the Eagles. Nice. I got there. Guys, I'm okay. 
I mean, we have people okay. people were screaming at us through the podcast. Right. We're like, stop! What are you doing? That movie was enjoyable. <laughs> it was. It was yeah. good. Yeah. It was and a good Marky like Mark film. Bloods and guts and superheroes being dicks. You should definitely check it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Howie, what's on your docket, man? All right. <clears throat> what if I told you there's a movie? <gasps> I love movies, though. That's had these uh, starring actors. I love movies with starring actors. Uh, John C. Riley. <laughs> John C. Riley. Professor Steve Brule. <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, Lord. Joaquin. Man. Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake. Ooh, good old Jake. That's a Marvel team. I'm Riz Ahmed. Ooh, right. Okay. Oh, I'm back in. Yeah. So. They they're in a movie called the Is Sisters it Ralph breaks the internet. Oh, the, the Sisters, Sisters Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's about two brothers uh, played by John C. Riley and Joaquin Phoenix. Interesting. Uh, last name is Sisters. <laughs> that DNA matches up. And their last name is Sisters. Yeah. Okay. Oh the my Sisters, God. The Sisters Brothers. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> so, so it's like Brian's Sisters. I was thinking this was gonna be some kind of like melodrama, even though you know John C. Riley's in it. And then you said I'm their John last, C. Riley. Their last, <laughs> I'm <laughs> Professor Steve Brule. <laughs> you got, you're welcome. But then you guys, then you said their last name is Sisters, and I'm like, okay, this sounds like a satire at this point. <laughs> it's it's um probably best described as somewhat of a dark comedy. Okay. Uh, it's not like heavy, like haha comedy, but you find yourself laughing. It's it's a uh, it's it's actually set in the in the West eighteen fifties really? in Oregon when the when the last name sis in Oregon the last name yeah. sisters was very prevalent the infamous duo assassins Eli sister played by John C Riley and Charlie sisters played by Joaquin Phoenix what the hell Charlie yeah. sisters nice. Charlie sisters good old Chuck sisters <laughs> Chucky C. Chuck this, yes Chuck, Chuck, this is it's a, a very good old, not old. It's a good Western film about these assassins that they they get a job from their employer, like and they you do, and go out and kill people. Does the tape explode after six seconds? <laughs> There's no tape. It's Mission Impossible. <laughs> they get this their the telegram. They get their thing, and they gotta go ride on their horses. So yeah, it's uh you know, I. What the hell did you find this on? I enjoy this movie quite a lot. It sounds so enjoyable in the dumbest way. Yes, it really is. And I have, I mean, I, there's some things in Walking Phoenix I, I really like, and there's some things, but he's, he's great in this movie. You don't movie. like I'm Still Here? No. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal actually. Off-putting though he may be, it's he's <laughs> Mike almost Jake Gyllenhaal and Riz Ahmed. They're more secondary, not secondary leads, but there's yeah secondary to, uh, but they're a major part of the the whole thing. That sure. in fact they're who they're chasing. Yep. Um. So, and the the uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and Riz Ahmed are actually trying to get some gold. Hey, get what get, 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 get them gold. <laughs> so, Mr. Um, Pocket. That's, <laughs> you know, it's 
it's it's a little slower. So it's not like yeah. fast paced. That's the western for you. The the action. And Jake Gyllenhaal and Riz Ahmed movies for you. Yeah, the the action <laughs> is uh, a little bit of gunfight. No, I'm done. serious. So, I'm I'm still convinced you're making this up. I am not making what this up. What service no, is this on? You want to hear the tagline? Hit movie? me with that damn tagline. Brothers by blood, sisters by name. <laughs> <laughs> My headphones <laughs> fell off my head. I kicked back my head too hard with nice. that laugh. You have you you have to watch it. <laughs> I'm gonna. I to swear. You have to. <laughs> because I can't be the only one who enjoys this movie. It's been out since eight, tw- uh, 2018. 1825. 1825. <laughs> 2018. Oh my gosh. And I've it's- never heard of it. And I just saw it. I think. Where did, I don't remember where I uh, Netflix maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Here's, um, here's something Mike f- might find interesting about. Oh, hey, Mike, all up. right. Is it? You it ready? does. I'm it listening. does star one Rutger Hauer. Oh, Hauer. nice. I do like Rutger. You like I'm that, a fan. Mike? I'm a fan. Mm. Like the Blade Runner. Yes, uh-huh. from Blade Creed's Runner. Creed's in it. Creed, as in Bratton, Cargo. Jordan Reed oh. Bratton. No way. Creed Bratton is in it as Coral Saloon guy. Town two. Okay, oh, so we I'm just seeing it now. We just refinished the office this past week. This past week, and I had to explain to my daughter the amazing mythos of Creed Bratton. I'm like, no, honey, you don't understand. This whole time, that character is a real person, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> yeah, he actually was in a band called the Grassroots in the '60s, and I'll bring up some YouTube videos to explain it. And she was, her mind was blown. Yeah. She could not grapple with Creed Bratton, yeah. which is my favorite yeah. part of The Office by far. <laughs> yeah, and in all of our times where we've yelled at Mike for not watching The Office, Mike, <laughs> the entire series, Creed Bratton of the Grassroots works in the office and no one knows he's part of the grassroots <laughs> okay the whole series uh-huh. until the end of the end oh my god yeah i love him so character. much he could never remember people's name until there's one episode where he remembered the security guard's name when nobody else could yes and i, I started dying laughing like, yes oh my god, he's, he literally he calls everybody remember. by the most unflattering aspect that they have <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's actually it, there's there's a quite a bit of comedy. Most of it is very subtle. Yeah, uh, like and comedy. It, it, of course, John C. Riley. I mean, I'm Cowboy Steve Brule. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, he he plays. Of course, they're brothers. Now you see me now. You don't. He's <laughs> the older brother. Uh, but he takes he takes quite a bit of shit. Yeah, from his his uh his other brother Daryl. No. <laughs> wow. You just and his dated other brother all Darryl? of us. You yeah, just, his other brother Darryl. Every one of us just got 10 years older. Daryl and his other brother Daryl. Yeah, but How uh, have I never heard of this? This I, sounds mind blowing. You know, I don't know. Uh, what do you think overall? Overall, oh, what did you think? I I would absolutely go watch it again. Really? Yeah. Wow. Is it is it like popcorn enjoyable? Is it funny enjoyable? Is it like intense? Um no, not intense. It's um, it's it's more like popcorn enjoyable. Jake Gyllenhaal was in a popcorn enjoyable movie. <laughs> what happened? Uh, he plays the most serious role. Okay. Well, him and Riz Ahmed, they're they're definitely more serious. Well, you know, they're all serious. 
they they don't have the most comedy. The most comedy is between uh, Joaquin Phoenix and and John C. Riley, but they're, they're the majority of the movie. Honest to God, though, I've I I you know, I've actively thought that Joaquin Phoenix, as great as he is in dramatic roles, seems like the kind of guy who's brilliant enough to understand the circumvention comedy, like the kind of comedy that, let's just say, oh, I don't know, defies expectation. <laughs> Like I look like Joaquin Phoenix is kind of a savant, almost kind of brilliant, but sometimes overplays it and underplays it, but never actually hits it right where he is. I, well, I think this is a, probably a perfect role for Joaquin I'm, Phoenix. You know, I'm like ridiculously excited and about this movie. I've never heard of. And the, that's the thing about uh, the reason probably it hadn't gotten a lot of notoriety is it's not it's not a comedy. Yeah, it, it's not meant to be like oh haha oh, we're having yuck, fun yuck, especially yeah. in today's standards <laughs> meaning um, it's racist the whole time got it <laughs> yep no it's everything's very subtle uh as far as the comedy goes and there's there's points where it's like heartwarming right. and and there's you know there's definitely some drama but it's always coupled with the comedy i've never i've never heard of this. john c Riley is always getting the short end of the stick every time <laughs> like gimli falling off a horse <laughs> yeah Okay. It's streaming it. on Hulu right now. Ah, okay. According to Rotten Tomatoes, it's certified fresh at 86%. Hey, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's and on IMDb, it's, it's a 7 out of 10, so. Yeah. I, I want to watch this in the next 24 hours. It's, like, it's I'm listed excited. as a comedy slash crime. So. Again, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Rated R. Like John C. Roddy and Joaquin Phoenix. It's rated I did not R? know that they were allowed to be in the yeah. same zip code. I'm trying to remember why it's rated. Maybe language. Maybe all the f bombs and the uh, penetra- okay. graphic right. penetration. I'm on IMDb, so remember they have the parents' guide. Yeah, yeah. Sex and nudity, mild. Oh, ah, uh, violence and gore, severe. Really? Oh yeah. Not. I'm gore. trying to think of why you'd put severe. Wait, wait nudity? Yeah, no, it's mild. It's fine though. Oh. Profan- it's oh, mild, mild. Profanity's moderate. Alcohol, drugs, and smoking. Uh, alcohol, moderate. smoking. Frightening. I love the alcohol. Scenes, moderate. <laughs> I think they got this way off because I for kids. Man, now I got to go and rewatch it. But I was thinking, man, may, I might. I probably could let my kids watch it. But now I'm a little worried that I right? missed miss something. That's me and sounds the lips. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I no, wasn't, no, 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 I'm no, not no. watching it thinking in context. Right. You know, would my kids, I would allow my kids. So. Right. What's it called again? <laughs> the Sisters Brothers. The Sisters Brothers. I had to review. <laughs> yep. Yeah, not the Brothers Sisters. I. That's a totally different movie. I'm, I'm excited. I hope when I wake up tomorrow, I remember that we had this discussion. I'll try to text <laughs> you again. Thank you. <laughs> I, pre- I would appreciate yeah. that. In the meantime, I'm going to go next before it leaves me. Do you guys remember Disney Afternoon? Nope. Oh, no. yeah, dude. Yeah, Mike was too old. He was collecting. In, I didn't have Disney. Collecting retirement. Neither no, did it, was, I. it was on network TV. It was on, it was, in Chicago, it was on mm. WGN. It was right after school. Yeah, it would have been like run home so you can or cut, something. Uh, what was on Disney? DuckTales, Chippendales, oh, Rescue that. Ranger, oh, yeah, Darkwing, yeah, yeah. Duck, I didn't know it was called that. Spin. Yeah, Disney Afternoon. It was never called that here. <laughs> here they called it, you know, DuckTales. Pick your ass up and go outside, what they called it. Yeah. No. Um, so I'm having, in a weird way, sort of a resurgence of Disney afternoon. Not because I'm watching any of those shows, 
but because every Friday Disney Plus is dropping shit on my ass that I have to watch. Now, I thought you canceled that. I sure did. And it doesn't be, end until October. I paid for a year in advance. It doesn't end until December. And suddenly I'm in this. The reason why I bring it up is it's been so, so long since I've had like a TGIF where I'm like, oh, yeah, all my all the all my favorite shows come on on this night. That's not been a thing. But suddenly on Disney Plus every Friday, I'm watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Every time you say Falcon and Winter Soldier, I think you're going to say Falcon Crest, and it cracks me up. Hell yes, I'm going to watch some Falcon Crest. I'm going to get my my daytime or my evening, uh, my primetime soaps on. Hell yeah. Right after Dukes of Hazard, bitch. <sighs> now, I, I'm watching Falcon Winter Soldier. I'm also watching Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Okay. And now, mm-hmm. as of today, I'm also watching Big Shot. I don't know what those are. Well, let me help you out, Mike. Okay. You Mighty do Ducks that. Game Changers is a continuance of the Mighty Ducks story. I figured this you realize not this a reboot. Is, you realize it's, this hey. is him trying to get in three shows in one docket. Tr- 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 wait, wait, wait to hear mine. But the reason I'm doing that is because <laughs> the reason I'm doing that is because it's been so long since like okay. Believe it or not, I've not watched uh, Mighty Ducks. So Back in I the day, what you're talking about. Oh. Look at us be shocked. No. No. Back in the day, it's like Thursday night, NBC. I'm going to catch me some heroes. I'm going to catch me some journeyman. I'm going to catch me some Black Black Donnelly's. All crap that got canceled in the first season, except for heroes, which limped along. For way too long. Should have been canceled. Yeah, should have been. Writers, well, that first writers. season was Writer superb. Strike was a murder should on have ended. shows. But it's been, I haven't had like a network that's been like providing me multiple items that I'm interested in at the same time in a long time. HBO Max has got some big stuff coming out, you know, stuff like that. Netflix, sorry, pooping crap out left and right. But suddenly on Fridays, every Friday, I'm watching three different shows from Disney Plus. Uh, the third one, yeah, Big Shot being new today because they always release things on friday so that's, yeah, that's their, their hot thing right mandalorian too um so i'm enjoying falcon and the winter soldier i'm i assume we're gonna have a podcast about that after it wraps up right so i'm not gonna go into a lot of details i'm probably not gonna watch it. anthony mackie's a badass and sebastian mm-hmm. standler deserves every accolade imaginable because he's also a badass both of them so badass. i'm two episodes behind now because it's so Even let me tell the you John something. Walker guy does. He's awesome. oh my god, he's a badass. So let me tell you something. You are two episodes. You are one episode behind it becoming amazing. Okay, because the last two episodes so. are where it starts slapping the hell out of itself. Is All that right. a, what the kids say? Is that okay. right? Mm-hmm. Context Sounds right to me. I hope so. I'm a kid. No, I know this. Honest God, honest God. The last two episodes, that shit hits the ground running, dude. In today's it's just episode, magically, in last today's two episode, there was a boat renovating montage you can't ask for better than that out of a series they're renovating montage. a boat in a musical montage get on board or get the hell out okay I'm not it sounds like he's gotten this. the hell out no he's getting back in that bitch no i back. think you should come to my side uh, <laughs> leave it Mighty all Ducks behind game changers is an hour and a half long movie that they've stretched into a series for whatever reason but i'm enjoying it um that that's was a very, good show was I, I was gonna hate it but then i, I watched it yeah like i i'm still irritated every episode at how little happens mm. but i love it at the same time the mom from the gilmore girls is the mom in the show okay the kids are fantastic there's and a kid yeah. there's a kid in this show that to me is like the new chunk 
<laughs> I love this kid. I like, I desperately, he's like, I, I, this is like the nerdy kid who was like the podcaster who's now part of a hockey team, but he knows he sucks. He wants to make a best friend. He's trying too hard. And this kid is my favorite actor in the planet right now. He's so good. He is. I love the line. He's got two moms. His moms are, are a couple. He's going to tell both my moms that I love them when he thinks he's going to die. Like, I love this kid so much. Um, but Emilio Estevez is in it, of course, reprising his role as Gordon Bombay. Emilio! He's I'm, great. Oh, my God. He is. And I'm hoping they bring in some of the original kids, you know, as adult cameos. But it hasn't happened yet. But then today, Big Shots came out. Big Shots. Are you ready for this? John Stamos. You've told me. <laughs> I told you about it. I don't know why I'm looking at you. Yeah. Uncle look Jesse? At Mike. Uncle, that's how my wife pitched it to my daughter. Uncle Jesse's in it. Um, John Stamos is like an NCAA basketball coach who gets pissed off and throws a chair and hits the back of the neck of a referee and gets <laughs> basically dropped. And his only job he can get is a private high school girls basketball coach. Oh, nice. And it is so contrived. But I watched first episode and I freaking love it. So you have this like la or california girls basketball in a private school event nicole brown is the principal oh yes i'm in right my daughter <laughs> immediately goes oh 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 it's 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 and i went surely from community and she goes no it's event nicole and i'm like how the hell do you know her name but yes you are correct <laughs> and um john stamos playing the i would say one of the more standoffish characters for his like he's a He's a men's basketball coach. He doesn't understand the girls as much. He's brusque. He's kind of like a brute and he does it very well. Like I, I was telling my wife, he must have practiced his confused, angry look in the mirror for months before doing this. First off, I don't care what your sexual persuasion is. John Stamos is an Adonis. <laughs> he's a beautiful man he and he's likable with age. Too. Yes. And he's yes. likable as all hell. I don't watch the shit is out of him. And I love this first episode because unlike the Mighty Ducks, which is stretching out a story into an ep into a series, this first episode might as well have been a movie. Like they compressed so much into a first episode with the background, his meeting the team, his dealing with their first game. It was so rewarding that I'm like, if they did all this in the first episode, I can't wait to see what they have in store. And it's just a family friendly. I don't want to call it a comedy. It's not out and out a comedy, even though it's definitely disney plus lighthearted comedy-esque but it's more or less you know sort of like one of those like evolutionary dramas where you see characters all the characters have to deal with their new situation and how they're going to deal with it and i cannot wait to watch more so disney plus is feeding my friday beast i don't it has been since howie dukes of hazard and falcon crest that I have had a Friday night TV lineup that I look forward to. Falcon Chris. Falcon Chris. New Heart. Oh, All that shit was on Friday night after my parents' bowling league, which Garrick, you and I have discussed the bowling league stuff. Mm -hmm. And I, I, it's been since the mid-80s since I've had a Friday night lineup that I really, really look forward to. And Disney Plus is handing it in. They're They're setting it right up. And I can watch every single one of these shows with my wife and my daughter. And I am thrilled. So there it is. There it is. There it is. All right. Let's go on. Nizzle to the ice. Oh. Mike, take us home. Oh, Whoop, we're there skip, it is. Like, 
<laughs> I got the two for coming up, boys. Oh, this Peter. is just oh, for Howie. I know he. I'm not gonna go crazy, so don't worry. Um, I finished a couple of things that you guys have already talked about, so that's why I don't need to get into too much detail. But uh, the first of the two, Queen's Gambit, Hell I finished. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, that TV show. Garrick, you should have heard us gushing before we came <laughs> down to the basement. We're out on the porch and just gushing. I uh, Wow. Incredible show. It is, it is incredible. I mean, it was just, it was a perfect I know it's adapted from a novel. It was a perfect adaptation. Yeah. And to listeners who have, you know, longtime listeners who I remember, there are several of you who never considered the marvelous Miss Maisel until we talked about it and we gushed over it. Right. Because it's a series. It's almost in that vein. Yeah. It's a series that, that did not maybe necessarily promote itself unisexually. Right. Very well. Right. Well, this here's a series that didn't a limited series that didn't promote itself at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And is I, abs- the only reason I'm watching this is because you guys recommended it. It is absolutely every bit a masterpiece. <clears throat> of, it really is. Of it's art. Yeah. It's great. I don't know what the yeah, hell to is. call it. it really like, is. <clears throat> does the word cinema mean anything anymore? I after this, you just have to wonder where uh, how the future movie, of cinema. Yeah, how can <laughs> where a movie is it? do better than this? Like six or eight part series seriously i mean and, and we're seeing this now with a lot of presentations you know with streaming and since covid and all that stuff where they're taking it, it's not even an ongoing tv show no where they're just taking put basically putting miniseries together america has finally learned from the brits <laughs> i think so to go this is how much we need to tell a story and then we're done but this this TV show is great. I mean, the you guys have talked about it before. I mean, it's essentially a girl playing chess. Yep. Um, that's the basis of it. It doesn't sound super exciting, but it's just it's masterful. Her circumstances are atypical. They're atypical. But you know what? I think you when you described it, oh. I, I remember from when oh. you described. I mean, there's nothing. It's it's kind of. I don't want to say it's predictable in a bad sense. Yeah. You kind of know what's coming. Yeah. But it, it's just done so well. You just sit back and appreciate it. I would love to take credit for that, but it actually came from Howie. Was that Howie? Howie, okay. who said the ending of it is not groundbreaking. It's nope. not shocking. Nothing it about it. It just makes you feel like it was all worthwhile. I'm paraphrasing, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I agree with that 100%. Go ahead, Garrett. No, I was to say Howie ripped that off for me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean it's um it's it's a perfectly told story of a little orphan girl who le- learns to play chess um from the janitor in the basement at yeah. her orphanage. Just because she's curious and disinterested in everything else. And everything else, yeah. And and it's just basically her rise to becoming, you know, a world class chess player. This and, is one of the most perfect fictional stories and you know what? I have seen in a long ass time. <laughs> it's it, <clears throat> It's um, it's empowering. It's artfully done. It's uh, the characters. Expand, it expands your understanding like a little bit of like yes. people in different circumstances. One of the things that we pointed out, and I don't want to get too much into it because I want people that are interested in this to go enjoy it for themselves. Right. Um. So I don't want to give away all the stuff that we talked about on the porch. <laughs> but um, good old porch. <laughs> one of the great things about it is that there's all these side characters oh. that are. They, they're not, not overwhelmingly. Yes, number. Yeah, in our culture today, in American culture, in cinema and TV, there is a over reliance in my 
estimation in giving too much backstory to everything. Right. Do you feel like you have to like take like a, that bicycle tire pump? Yes. And just pump it and overinflate everything to yep. the point where the audience feels inundated. You get in this show, you get just enough <sighs> of everybody all the oh, way around. So right. And I mean, from her her biological mom and dad to her which, adoptive which you, parents, you almost barely get a taste of the biological barely. Stuff but you she get was just so young enough. That how much could she actually I carry know. to adulthood? And again, that's the brilliance of this is what? because. You know, you know, her, uh, yeah, her memories are so truncated and you as the audience experience the truncated version of her life. Uh, uh. <laughs> it's good. So highly recommended. All of us have said we love it. And if you guys are interested in a TV show, this is some of the best TV I've seen in a long time. Again. So my wife went to lunch with her boss <laughs> and her boss spoiled the Everything. entire series over lunch one day with my wife. Right. And so she refused to watch it until the final episode and she en enjoyed it. But again, was like, yeah, but I already have anything. <laughs> I'm going to give it about five years. My wife's got a short term memory. <laughs> it's like a goldfish. I'm almost <laughs> You know what? Exactly like a goldfish. I, I'm kind of sad because I think she would like it. That, you know, that's the it. thing. I'm gonna, and then why I'm saying I'm gonna wait about five years. I'm gonna make her ass watch this <laughs> because I. And you know what? At that time, at that point, my daughter will be actually. That'll be the best part. Yeah, good my age. daughter will be about 15 years old, and I'll be able to watch that kind of thing. And the, mostly the nice, watch that the nice thing about it too, and this is the last thing I'll say about it. It's empowering for for women and girls too, without it's, without being preachy, without without. Basically, they they raise an awareness mm -hmm. on one side, yeah. without denouncing another. God forbid. Yeah. yeah. No, it's great. It's In just fact, great. Some of the other, actually, it's one thing I love about the series. Some of the others that they show, like some of the dudes who kind of take their station for granted or stuff like that actually show growth realizing oh, yeah. that absolutely. i was an asshole absolutely before it's great man and and, and oh like dudley. god but dudley D god. dudley from harry potter from harry potter you're gonna fall in love with this oh dude, my man. god i had no idea well number one at first <laughs> and then you're gonna love the hell out of him and uh, well first off his american accent was pretty striking yeah not it was bad. very good now, i mean he's no rick from walking dead <laughs> <laughs> coral. Coral. coral 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 he's no star from the yeah. battle star no you mean apollo apollo yeah apollo, yeah, apollo. Yeah. yeah sorry okay no apollo from Battlestar is literally the best yeah, yeah. he's pretty good <laughs> but no yeah god his character know, brothers was so neat uh winners uh, have you watched billions though <laughs> it kind of sours I'm talking about Band of Brothers. His Boston accent in, in Billions. I'm hey, just saying. Well, it's Boston. I'm just saying. Anyway, go watch Queen's Gambit. It's awesome. Yeah. I, I can't speak highly enough. Of, all of us cannot speak highly enough of this show. That um, is the truth. And the other one that I had is I finished the first season of Attack on Titan. And finally. Oh, yeah. Uh, my, my daughter has been... Uh, <laughs> She, only three more to go, right? <laughs> yeah, only three more seasons. Yay! <laughs> but no, she um, I, she wants to watch it with me, but she, you know she's teenager, so she does her teenager stuff too. So you know, I was I <laughs> I said, well, you know, I can kind of watch this on my own. You've seen some of these episodes. And she's like, no, I want to watch it with you. So I'm like, okay. Aww. So this is the big daddy daughter thing, and uh, um. Okay, so it is anime, and there's some things about anime that are hard to digest. You know, we talked about some of this before with some of the inner monologue stuff that's being right. presented on screen and stuff. But the story overall is pretty, I mean, it it 
kind of sucks you in. It's uh, it's good, and it makes me want to watch more. And she's all excited for me to watch season two. She's like, "This first season's good, but the next two seasons are amazing." So she's so got me. You're letting her feel like she's pulling you. Yes, yes, and she is. You know, it's uh, no, it's interesting. It's keeping my attention for an anime, which most anime I'm not super interested in. And, um, it's not. It's not bad. It's it's got a good. It's it's got a good base to it. So it's good. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's That's interesting. Good. My understanding is that we have no news today. Um, that would be true. All right, screw that you, news. Mean, wait, what's our subject? What were we talking about tonight? <laughs> Live stuff. Live stuff. I mean, that part by the way. Porkins and stuff. Porkins and beans. I don't know if y'all know this, but that thing what T Pain popularized called Auto Tune. <laughs> he did. I'm on a boat. That's just a style thing. We all may not realize is that they can do pitch correction oh, yes. in live shows now. Oh dear God! Stop. Man, when you go oh. to see a live show and these people dancing around on I hate screen, this shit. when they choose to start singing along with the pre-recorded mm. track, Mm-mm-mm. they're the computer that kicks in and go ahead and pitch corrects <sighs> what the crap they think, and you go sit on that for. A <laughs> <laughs> no, they ruined Millie Vanilli over there. Uh, <laughs> Still sour about it. <laughs> Millie Vanilli was just at the wrong time. You know what? <laughs> There's some truth to that, except for the fact that it wasn't them singing at all. Not even well, kind of. Right. It wasn't no, their voice. Well, that wouldn't matter today. <laughs> uh, you're you're not you're not. Far from right or wrong. That's so disheartening. I'm sorry. It That's it's you bad know, enough hearing finished products that sound J- like Japan that. Japan has done done the right thing and just cut the human out of it altogether. <laughs> <laughs> the J-pop. Yeah, they have Vocaloids that are basically like J-pop stars that are all computer generated. <laughs> singers. It's insane. Honest to God, you know, and Sancho, they're huge. They have concerts. Oh, I'm sure. Sancho pointed out a YouTube channel to me that. Oh my lord! I don't have enough time to watch this dude's videos. There's so many, and they're so long. But he goes through the dissection of soundtracks and everything. But part of his videos are going through live performances yeah. and what's wrong and like why certain movies like Les Mis or Beauty and the Beast they're kind of screwed up because they're mixing in studio performances with the live onset performances. <clears throat> but there was a great talk about pitch correction. Talk about T Pain <clears throat> uses auto tune as a style, and it mm-hmm. it shows T Pain sure. singing unplugged. Right, and T Pain can wail, dude. T Pain oh, yeah. can sing like a mother. The dude is legit, and I never knew this. Yeah, I always thought T Pain's the auto tune guy. No, that dude's got talent out the a hole that doesn't have anything to See, do with. What I he can respect that when you use it as a tool for right. art. Right, but apparently <laughs> pitch correction is uh, a thing. And thank you, Howie, for doing that for uh, some of our recordings that we've done with the <laughs> with the Fly Casual Glee Club. But pitch correction is apparently everywhere. Yeah, no, it is. And oh, yeah. you know what? Everywhere. I'm sorry. I have the software on my computer to do it live. I mean. It's, Why are we using it? Are we doing it right now? I'm correcting. How we do? You hear the people sing, singing the songs. Sorry, but like it's like 
I don't know. Some people would say it's just normal. Other people might say it's an epidemic. Yeah. There's no such you know, thing as a live live show anymore. That that, that just that hurts my heart. Unless you go to like a coffee house or yeah, bar. no, exactly. You have to hit like a small venue kind. Because of you know what? I mean, I can appreciate a recorded piece, whatever that piece is. Sure. Versus and 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 still enjoy you know a live performance of that thing and know Madonna's that Madonna's seventy two years old. If she's gonna be rubbing herself and singing and dancing <laughs> at the same time, I expect it to be lip syncing. <laughs> But the thing is, right. it's set up so that they can lip sync. Yeah. And then if they choose to vocalize. It's perfect. Yeah. It, I, that's... It, it not only goes, oh, they're vocalizing. So it drops the lip sync. Sure. And then pitch corrects their vocalization. The computers are running the dang show. Ah. It, I, yeah. Well, yep. the thing is, it's been like this for quite a while. Yeah, this isn't new at all. No, it's not. You, you're right, because Lip Sync <laughs> has been around forever and ever. I mean... Well, you guys remember but, Ashley Simpson yeah. doing the Cotton Eye yes, Joe on Saturday right. Live? I mean, that's probably the most famous, you know... <laughs> One of the... Millie Vanilli probably being first. Uh, well, yeah, right. Ashley right. Simpson on Saturday Night Live when the track <laughs> screwed up and she just literally yes. started Cotton Eye Joe dancing right. dur, 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 yep. dur, 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 and then hopping off stage. <laughs> right. Which was... Ended her career. Let's be honest, the end of the merciful for the rest of us end of a career. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's a thing. It's accepted. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, you're right. Well, I mean, like you mentioned uh, Madonna before, I mean, I mean, she's done performances where there was like no question she was lip syncing and they made no bones about it. There's literally not even close to Madonna was, even performing marginally live I in mean, any show. She's a hundred years old. Right. And Give her some credit <laughs> for letting them well, come saying, out of the assisted living facility. I'm saying even her heyday back in the 90s. Oh, absolutely. Where, I mean, it was more about the presentation on stage than you it was about the vocalization. dance that hard and maintain tone and pitch. All right. Is, uh, is this a podcast Correct. about pitch and tone? No. Okay. What this yes. is, and I thank you, and I salute you for bringing that up. <laughs> I salute you. Is a show about live shows. Yeah. All right. My sister would tell you that her mind was blown at the number of new kids on the block concerts she went to, <laughs> where much money was spent on five dudes lip syncing to some <laughs> crap that was recorded two years prior when we're still trying to pretend that Joey McIntyre has a falsetto <laughs> and that his voice hasn't changed from at all. Balls dropped. <laughs> I was at one. So his testicles finally descended. Joey alone. (laughs) God bless Joey McIntyre. I know so much more about new kids than I'm ever happy to admit. (laughs) But yet I'm also like, we'll just bury the shit on me. Just pile the dirt on. We're old enough now that it doesn't matter, Burrow. I never liked him. Did you say Burrow? Burrow. Burrow. It was my first live concert that I ever went to of any kind. It was new kids on the block. Why not? Because my, and I've said it before, but. Two of my sister's friends, she got her Christmas presents were new kids uh, tickets that year. (laughs) And two of her friends had to back out at the last minute. And my mom spent so much money that she refused to let those tickets go to waste. So why not punish her son? (laughs) And And this is not 2020 after the fact. I did not want to effing go. Mm-hmm. But I was told I was going no matter what, and I better find someone who <laughs> likes me enough to go with me. And thankfully, Darren, a dude from our church, went with, and we left when New Kids took the stage because it was <laughs> the most brutalizing, ear-splitting screech. Rosemont Horizon, F you for allowing that many tween girls in there. Wow. It was the most 
horrible sound I've ever heard in my life. There was no music as far as far as I know, <laughs> because lit- I remember there's this Asian girl behind us who was just literally for two hours straight as soon as like the cover girls took the stage and then Dino and then new kids like just <laughs> blood curdling screams I have no idea what new kids sounded like that night when they took the stage we left when it sat in the park we got permission from mom to go sit in the parking lot <laughs> worst live experience of my wow. life hmm. oh man but that's what we're here to talk about tonight there's a difference between live experiences yes. and you know pre-recorded experiences right. there's there's difference between a live album and a pre-record uh, like a studio album which right. i wish pandora would figure the f out yeah because they love shooting that live shit at me <laughs> instead of the radio edits <laughs> all the damn time like well this is 30 cents cheaper right so kind of what i want to explore tonight is it doesn't matter concert musical play when you've been sitting in the How stands, about sporting events, sporting events, seriously, oh, yeah, sporting like, events. like, let's talk about Janet Jackson's nipples <laughs> at the at the at the Super Bowl. Let's let's get into it. Live events. What the hell? Oh, let me, let me, what's up with live events? You know, I mean, drunk ass <laughs> Seinfeld. What? Where are we at with the live show? Because, Mike, I know you've been to live shows recently. You're still all up in that. I love the live shows. Whereas I'm like, I'm the old ass hermit. We're like, I've been enough that nonsense. <laughs> I watch it on TV, damn it. Like, let's talk about live shows. We were talking about, okay, what are we going to do tonight? And, and what do we explore in terms of live shows and all that stuff? And when I threw out the sporting event thing, I'm sitting here thinking about this, you know, what are some of the most impactful sport or, or live events that I've been to? Yeah. And one of the most impactful ones was in 1988. I was an eighth grader at Sacred Heart School. Sacred Heart School. <laughs> not to be confused with the hospital. <laughs> not not <laughs> the hospital. And I... <laughs> Sorry. It just made me think of some scrubs, but... <laughs> right, baby. Um, we took a class uh, trip to Chicago and we went to Damn. a Chicago oh. Bulls game. Oh shit! And as, this is as a Chicago non-native native. <laughs> I have still never been to a Bulls game. Oh really? Oh, Not man. once. Oh dude! I've never been to a wow. Blackhawks game. I've never been to a Cubs game. I've only been to White oh, Sox. Have games. you been to a, a Bulls game, Garrett? Sounds like you have. I've not been to a Bulls game, but I've been to a basketball game. Okay, so well, the, I've been to a Mad okay. Game. So we're talking. This is 1988. This oh, is Michael Jordan hell, at the bro. beginning of his Damn, career. Son, this is when we were not missing a game on TV. This the the live, um, the the game being right. there. I mean, we were like in the nosebleeds. It was one of the most impactful Which in, the, in the original Chicago Stadium. Wasn't that far up? Yeah, that was that was not a huge venue no, by today's standards. No, you're right. You're right. But I mean, and it. But even though it wasn't huge, it seemed huge to me as an as a freaking oh, thirteen year old kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, that was pretty cool. And this is okay. So I'm jealous as hell. God, I would have. <laughs> and the Bulls, to go back in time the Bulls that. at that time, they were the they were kind of creating. Yeah, like they were the ex- up and comers as an experience. Yes. I mean, it wasn't just going to the game. It yeah. was, this and is, now, yes, this is where your Chicago Bulls. the lights go down. The lights go around. Oh, dude, I got it. Number memorize. 23, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. 
<laughs> you couldn't hear it. You couldn't hear. You would hear ma from North Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you got because the crowd got so, so new kids on the block, Asian girl loud. You could not hear Eichel Jordan. That was uh, that was pretty cool, man. I am that's jealous. The, as that's hell. like Goosebump City, man. Dude, I got him right here. <laughs> my my at my church, my children's pastor, who was the coolest mf'er I've ever known in my life. <laughs> yeah, he would literally. We had a, a light board in the side of the children's church. Not it was the old sanctuary that used to be the primary one. We had the the other like the music. Not the music, but the the associate pastor's kid. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like 11 years old, tops, 10 years old, knew how to run the board, would drop the lights. <laughs> Do the, yeah. We had these like spinning little gobo lights that would go around. <laughs> nice. And we literally, yeah. and we'd call him up. And he was six foot six. I mean, the dude right. could dunk. And we would go effing nuts because at that time in Chicago, that was the pinnacle of crime. Right. Well, and but the thing of it is, is at that time, that was so new. I mean, it's pretty standard now. I mean, everybody does that right. now. Yeah. Heck, my kid's upward basketball does oh, that. I mean, you every, know what I mean? Every wrestling dude has right. an intro music. Right. Yeah. But the Bulls created that. Yeah. I, I'm not sure if it was, you know, the first of the first, but it was popularized by the Chicago Bulls in the late 90s it, or late 80s. And on TV, you didn't get to see it all. Yeah, no. But everybody in Chicago knew that shit was happening. Yep, yep. So that was that was pretty neat, man. That's one of those that just, <laughs> yeah, that just really sticks with I'm you. I'm going to go back and watch Last Dance because of this shit. <laughs> like, I wish I had been on the ground zero for that. And I've been to other NBA games, too. I've been to Pacer games and stuff. No, um, that's, nobody cares about that. Uh, I do. It was pretty <laughs> awesome. But, uh, but, yeah, but boy, Bulls, that Chicago the 80s, Bulls in the old, 90s. yeah, the old stadium was pretty... Pretty impactful, man. After they Especially tore, young man. after they tore the right after they tore the United Center down, and or I'm sorry, the Chicago Stadium, mm-hmm. and they were building the United Center. Um, you know, they're like like Comiskey, like old Comiskey, and the whatever the hell the cell they call it now, if they still call it <laughs> U.S. That, cellular, know, U.S. Cellular Field. <laughs> they built one. They one was built more or less right across the street or very close proximity to the old one, right? Yeah, they're basically next door. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, being like former Chicagoites, we're driving through. We want to go by the United Center, and which has already been demolished. And what our plan was as a family of middle class people was to steal a remnant of the former. Oh, sure. So we get there and they got fences up all around everything, but they have demolished the hell out of it. There's bricks everywhere. Sure. And I hop out of the car. My instructions as a Young teenager, <laughs> we're go grab a brick as quick as you can and get back in the car before we get stopped by the police or something <laughs> dumb like that, right? I get out of the car, my foot hits the pavement, and I hear this dude yell out, I got something for you! I got something for you! This dude has got a, I don't know where the hell he got it, but it's a shopping cart. They ain't no, there's no Cub Foods, no Dominic's. No, <laughs> Chicago people know I'm dating the hell out of myself here. No jewel around. But this dude's got a shopping cart, and in it was a conglomeration of bricks and rebar. <laughs> the si- got it for you. I'm trying to, like the size of a. I'm trying to think of something practical, uh, 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 like a 21 inch TV of bricks and rebar. Yeah, right. And he is running, sprinting it to me because he wants to sell this thing that he pried out of the rubble to me. 
I got half a brick in my hand and I'm trying to get back in the car before this kid dude gets to me. Because it was like, it was, you know, we talked about uh, last week, I think. This was like Berlin Wall. Yeah, right. You know, we got a brick from the Chicago Stadium with all that history and it is gone. Yeah. And mm-hmm. running back to car as quick as I could before this guy could mow me down and try to sell me this thing for a hundred bucks. <laughs> nice. And it was like, I don't know how old, I don't know how the hell old I was, but I felt like such a such a badass. We're still in Chicago Bulls, probably. <laughs> wow, this is a yeah, long they, life show. Are we talking about the nineties again? I forget. <laughs> well, I was going to talk about another. We'll come event, back but... around. We'll come back around, Howie. You've expressed that you've had limited exposure to live shows. Well, okay, so. Yeah, well, first of all, yes. (laughs) Second of all, yes. Okay, fair enough. I've been in, I've been in live shows a handful of times. Ooh, I was in. uh, uh, Les Mis. (laughs) You know, Valjean. The next best thing. Uh, It was, um, of course, now the name escapes me. You, I'm sure you remember now. Waiters. No, I was not in Waiters. <laughs> Although it was a high school production musical of uh, um, Music Man. No, even better. Sound of Music. Even better than that. Pygmalion uh, Cabaret. It has lobs- <laughs> It has lobsters in it. Lobsters and a carousel. Carousel has would a be the carousel. name of the show. Yeah, <laughs> the lobster. It's not not better than Jordan those. Peterson the musical. I'm kidding about <laughs> what? that. So I was in that live state fair carousel. Yeah. I got to carry a dude on my shoulder while we were singing. Uh, We, there's a bunch of us dudes and we were making the ship and this guy was at the front. He was the captain. He's on my shoulder and we were seeing blow high, blow low. There you go. On the poop deck. A sailing. We will go. (laughs) The poop deck. We'll go sailing. HMS. Sailing away. (laughs) Blow me high. Blow me low. There's nothing sexual about that. No. <laughs> that's that's the, the, the complicated hot. thing about high school musicals is how do you manage the old timey language that you know you're going to get brutalized for by your peers? For instance, I was in, when I was in middle school, I was in Oliver in high school, which is the musical version of Oliver Twist by, you know, yes. Yeah. Somebody. The sure. dude what wrote the the Christmas Carol. I don't know what the hell's going Charles on. Charles anyway. Dickens. Okay. Um, thank you. <laughs> Again, inebriated. <laughs> but so in the script, all of the pickpockets that are not the artful Dodger or Oliver are called Fagin's boy. Boys. Fagin spelling F A G I N. How do you think middle schoolers are going to respond of to course. a word like that? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> okay. I'm I kidding. thanked God my name was the only other named Fagin's boy was Charlie Bates. Do you think oh. I put Charlie Bates on my shirt? <laughs> no, sir. I put Charlie and I left that shit at that. <laughs> But you don't want to know what all the rest of the middle school kids were calling. That that's the thing. These musicals were so dated that it was like, all right, we gotta figure out how to navigate these waters. Nice. Not Fagan. You could save it for when you're the lead in Flowers for Algernon. Flowers for that's right. I could I'd be Charlie then too. You'd be Charlie Gordon. Yeah. 
So one thing I never, well, not, not never. I guess in middle school, I was in plays. But uh, I never did the high school musical or the high school play. We I wish have, I would have. That was the only one I did. In Chicago, we didn't have plays in the middle school. They cut every program. In fact, when I started, they had cut uh, foreign languages. You couldn't take Spanish anymore. Oh, um, crap. They were gonna they were gonna cut wow. PE, but there was a big wow. to do about that. So what they left in place was this is really specific, but hey, it's worth. I mean, it's worth bringing up. Um, home ec shop music all that you would get one quarter of each i don't remember what the fourth one was to save my life but you get one quarter of each probably art and um either that or you could take band and band was all year so if you took band you didn't get home ec shop and all that stuff right i took band which you know we had a marching band you had to pay money into that um we the teachers reopened extracurriculars and it was, they were volunteering their time to do track and field and you had to pay 50 bucks to be in track and field. Cause there was no funding at all whatsoever. So our middle schools, we had no plays or anything like that, but the high school did. So when the high school did Oliver, you know, I tried to, I was told I was going to get artful Dodger, but the, the high school kids were going to stage a walkout. If that many main characters went to kids like Oliver had to. Right. And so this young girl who I knew, the a girl, like kind of the Peter Pan tradition, the girl played the Airford Dodger as a boy. And I played her like best friend, Charlie Bates. And I loved every minute of it. The next year they did South Pacific. Same thing. I'm out there as a middle school kid trying out for the high school play. <laughs> Nailed it. You know, like that was the only way to get in. We didn't have money for anything yeah in chicago for that so but that was uh that was an experience so in eighth grade i was the lead in the johnny appleseed play oh damn you went local son. i was uh yeah, I was Wayne, john johnny chapman appleseed, yeah. john, good old senator yeah. senator john chapman didn't do the high school thing and then uh post college even the um my church at the time uh, did a passion play each year, so there was a couple, two, three years where I played like Baby a villager, Baby Jesus, or did a <laughs> Roman soldier a couple times. So the Roman soldier was actually pretty fun because I got to beat up Jesus. And- yeah, the centurions always got into it a little more than they should. Yeah, we did in Chicago. We did like huge Easter. We didn't use the word play. It was a straight up cantata bitch cantata. it was an easter oh, cantata yeah. <laughs> and we couldn't use the sanctuary that shit was too small we had to use the big gym because we could build a set from like basketball court to basketball like you know right. what i mean like that shit was huge <laughs> yeah the centurions were like all right i'm gonna flog the hell out of this boy <laughs> it was always they were all just a little too into it so let's switch gears here right um so sell it concerts do you guys remember your first concert or maybe I've already your favorite mine. concert experience? My my first one was New was Kids. New Kids. And it was torture. That does not 2020 hindsight. That is absolutely we when New Kids took the stage, we were all me and my buddy from church were already in the parking lot in the in the van because mm. we couldn't handle it. Yeah. But my favorite concert, and this is lame as hell. <laughs> I went to see the monkeys. 
Because I goddamn love why is that? Every- why is that lame? Well, okay, so Mike Nesmith was too cool to perform with them. Okay, so but it was this just- is before Davy Jones passed away. Okay, so you got to see three of the four. Yeah, Mickey well, Dolenz, cool. Davy Jones, and uh, Peter Tork were all there. And the coolest, the reason why this concert was awesome was because not only did they do, of course, a bunch of the Monkees hits, they did what a lot of them had gone off to do in their own careers. So, you know, Davy Jones sang some show tunes. Mickey Dolan sang some jazz because his parents were jazz musicians. And I didn't know that. And it was Mm -hmm. really cool to see him kind of reach back to his roots. And here's the big thing. Peter Tork is known as the one who couldn't sing that well. Like, oh, no, don't look at me like Auntie Griselda. Like he sang the songs that were supposed to sound bad, became a badass guitarist. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you saw him playing the piano in the Daydream Believer video when where Davy Jones doing the little shuffle step thing mm-hmm. that everybody remembers. Right, dude could wail on blues guitar, and that blew me away. So that concert was the I think my favorite I've ever been to because mm-hmm. it, I'm sorry, subverted my expectations. <laughs> I got fifty percent what I was there to see, and fifty percent what I had no idea I was going to get. Nice, and that was awesome. So that was here at the Embassy Theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Did you know uh, Michael Naismith's mom invented liquid paper? <laughs> yes, I, I did do. Know In that. fact, <laughs> that's a big a big part of why Michael Naismith has been uh, less a part of the Monkees follow up tours and stuff like that. Naismith. He basically he did a short thing in the 90s, right? Yeah, no, he did. He did. Absolutely. Um, But he inherited that sort of fortune fortune. from his mother. And he took that money and he put it into children's educational videos. Oh, cool. And so he invested in, I don't know if he ever made dollar one out of that, but he invested in making these educational videos. Good on him. And so, yeah. Mo ninety percent of the time he was not part of the touring. Uh, before I saw and after he did a little bit, he would dabble. But uh, Michael Naismith, I you know he was the one always wearing the cap. If you ever watched, I was going to say he was kind of the the lead guy, so to speak. Sort of. I mean, I, I, really, from Mickey, what I understand, he was the well, yeah, Mickey Dolan's Mickey, probably the but, drummer did most of the lead singing. Uh, right. Davey did a little bit, but Michael had a lot of. A lot of their he writing, was artistically yes, more invested than the yes. others. So a lot of the writing early on was actually done by producers or right. by Neil Diamond. Neil right. Diamond wrote oh, like I'm I a believer and yeah. oh yeah, Neil Diamond. The first album was almost all Neil Diamond. Nice. And after that, it was a little bit their producers. And are you ready for this? Jack Nicholson. Oh wow, was a big oh. part of producing their music and huh. their style early on. Uh, which is weird, but yeah, look into it. Strange. Um, Mike Naismith wrote a lot of his own music. He had a kind of a Western, a country right. Western sound, right? And it was it was unique to the rest of the songs of the group. I love his stuff, but I've never seen him live, and most people haven't. Yeah, whatever. That's way too much about the monkeys. Right. Too much about the monkeys. <laughs> yeah. How about you guys, Garrett? Any um, live shows? I'm like any Ali, uh, in this regard, I detest. Live concerts. <laughs> you detest I, whoa, 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 whoa! I never said I detest them. Okay. Oh, I, all right. Okay. Well, then let me tag in on Garrick because I, sh- as much as I just said, I struggle with live content too. I do. I, like I, I mean, like concerts as in. I'm not uh, saying I don't detest them either. Like, oh, okay. So you're on the fence. I'm just saying I, I, I never said that. <laughs> I'm putting words in your mouth, and you're going to eat them. That's right. <laughs> so, like, I don't like people i don't like being <laughs> close to other people 
and them <laughs> acting not normal next to me. This really. is why Garrick and I get along. <laughs> this, this is why Garrick's in Indianapolis and we're here. <laughs> exactly. I'll never have a concert with you jerks. So I don't, I don't, I'm more of a, a symphony uh, kind of. Oh, you, nice. You sit right. nicely and, and watch and you don't talk to people and you just enjoy the music yeah. for what it is. Mm-hmm. So like opera uh, Cause I think that, you huh? get more out of it that way. But uh, I, the last, con- the only one I remember is the last one I ever went to because it was so awful. But oh, I was no. trying to impress a, a girl. <laughs> of course, it's always about a girl, right? <laughs> nice. Uh, so Jeremy, who who Jeremy Dale, who's our friend who passed away a while back, right. uh, he used to work out of a radio station on our college campus, oh, and I he forgot. would he would drop a line to me every now and then, like, "Hey." You got to call in at 7.35 p.m. <laughs> and I will give you these, con- you will win these concert tickets. Nice. <laughs> so like, all about this. <laughs> so he, he would always give us the heads up to what time to call and we would always win. One of us, like in our, our small group would always <laughs> win. good shit. College, we had two radio stations. One was FM and one was AM. Oh, wow. And no one listened to the AM. So Jeremy would be like, you have to call in so it doesn't sound like nobody wants this. Oh, my God. That's bringing back so many great memories. So, so I, quote, unquote, won these t- four tickets. So I took uh, uh, my now wife and, and another couple. And we, I, I think it was a ska concert. <laughs> <laughs> so, like... I, you know, Scott's fine. I don't. I don't mind it. It's it's fun. It's poppy. Did you get your skanking pickle on. You can, yeah, you can get your stinky pickle. Yeah. But you didn't mosh or any, and participate in any of that. Well, we went to the concert and it was in this like, uh, I don't. I don't know what kind of building it was. It was almost like a VA hall was type. It? Yeah. <laughs> so the, I, I should have known something was wrong when I when I saw there was uh, blue tarp on the ground. Like, <laughs> like, blue tarp. Blue tarp. Oh dear tarp. God! Like, that's an indicator blue... to leave. Blood. I'm not sure if there I ever. I think I told you this maybe once, and I don't remember if I've ever repeated this to anybody. But oh there was blue God. tarp on the ground, and the <laughs> place was just jam packed with skanking idiots. Just like they're all skanking. Yep. They're they all, all skanking, dancing. All, mm-hmm. And so I, I I walk out onto the blue tarp and it's kind of moist and wet. And <laughs> is oh man! So it was there was like either little to no air conditioning. Yeah. And this I think this was like uh, near summer, so the sweat was literally like like uh, floating off of people onto right. the ceiling, like perspire, <laughs> literally perspiring floating the ceiling. Upward. <laughs> Turning into rain and dripping (laughs) down on everybody onto the blue tarp, which was now had puddles of disgusting people (laughs) juice. People juice. (laughs) I have never been to a concert. Oh, man. Like that. I was like, um, that was my worst and last (laughs) concert experience. I'm like, I'm done. I can't handle this. This is disgusting. I'm gone. Yep. Fair enough. So. <laughs> I was never a huge fan of the Scott. D- I'm I'm into the music scene, and I go to a lot of live star did, and uh, Scott Scott dudes. Let me man. tell you something about Scott. Not- <laughs> Scott, as I define it, is we wish we were Chicago. I don't huh? That's what's, I don't know what Chicago, that means. The band Chicago oh. had all those wonderful the horns. horns. Yeah, right, right. And oh. that's to be every time I hear Scott, it's like we wish we were Chicago, but we're really hyperactive. 
That's yeah, what I hear. I oh yeah. um, Chicago's a lot more poppy. I mean, sure, Scott's more like calypso y kind yeah, of. You know, yeah, it's yeah. more Jamaican. Uh, yeah, yeah, Jamaican. I, it's got uh, that. Got that. It's, it's got a wide berth of people that. It's want like to be tried ska, to mix you punk know, and jazz. And it's then, punk. There's some that are a lot more punky than yeah, jazzy. Right. And, yeah. Yeah, it's, there was a there was a hard to... ska band back when I would go to you know like local stuff and called Johnny Sacco. They were about the only one that I Wait, really Johnny Sacco. Yeah, that is a badass name. <laughs> That's a good ska band. They that were uh, they were they were fun to watch. They're about the only ska band that I remember from that time. We're talking late nineties, early two thousands yep. that I actually AKA enjoyed. Ska time. <laughs> and that I could buy because most ska. I mean, ska's fun to watch live, but it's uh, like. Buying the album and then taking right. it home and listening to it, you're like, oh god, yeah, like, yeah, wow. This, <laughs> what is he? Okay. He had a lot of energy when we were there, but right. I don't have the energy for this shit right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, I think that's that's an important distinction. I almost sounded like I was slurring my words and drunk at the. No, that's moment. me. Yeah, that's your job right now. <laughs> uh, there are some concerts that, well, I think also what Garrick was saying about you know symphonies and stuff. Like there's a certain etiquette to different concerts. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, most, oh, man. mostly yes. unwritten. <laughs> oh man. Yes. And, and like, this is probably the biggest concert. I you know. One of the biggest concerts I've been to, uh, was, uh, rage against the machine. Yeah. I know how and, he's like, I've never been to any and, concerts, but I was at a rage. Against <laughs> me and Michael. Like, I, what? <laughs> the thing is, I was kind of, I didn't really know them. At that point, was it one of the ones that when you were working at uh, Olive, Garden. Olive Garden? Yes, yes, I remember the story now. Yeah, and uh, there's a group of us going. I'm like, oh, okay, sure. it'll be fun. There's some hot girls that I'm going to. <laughs> there you go. So again, with the girls, um, let me tell you, it was an it's an outdoor. It was at the Bollinger. Deer Creek. Deer, Deer Creek. Creek. Okay, I was just, that makes the old Deer Creek because Mike was yeah. now like the machine the in the '90s. We're going to music center in. now or something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. that makes more sense. <laughs> and I can't remember Wu Tang Clan. Oh Wu Tang! Oh, oh, oh yeah. You were at a, a you concert. did not know what you were in. No, for. I had no idea. And I'm Hot like, damn. holy crap, this is. <laughs> yeah, that's legit. <laughs> that, as was, hell. that was a pretty legit. Wu-Tang and Ray. Wow, and man. I'm jealous and I hate crowds. <laughs> I am too, actually. And I've we, seen a lot of concerts. Everywhere. Oh, yeah, oh, of course. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, that had to there was cops. All around, didn't they matter. Police didn't it. matter. Nope. They were only they were watching for people doing. They're just crack. looking That's for rioting. Yeah, rioting no, that was that was a lot of fun. Oh um, man, because there's a certain expect. I didn't know it because I didn't know what was the kind of concert I was going to. I'm like someone from the background <laughs> that you are also from. Nope, you wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> you were an innocent but baby child. It was uh, that was a lot of fun. Because once I really, I realized the crowd I was with. Yeah. And there was, honestly, there was quite a bit of open space because we're standing room only. Yeah. Right. And pretty much everybody was there. Deer Creek, two thirds of that is They have, ass. well, yeah, I was going to say the, the yeah. upper stuff, they have seats up front, but then they have yeah. the lawn section, which is where most people yeah. go. Right. Yep. Yeah. And so that was, that was a blast. But yeah, you kind of like. If they're if you're like Garrick and Corey, you don't typically want to go to those, right. kind of, especially indoors. Yeah, 
Because indoors mm-hmm. is where people are getting hot and sweaty and yeah. the sweat rain happens. Right. It's gross. Um, See, I'm the opposite of you guys. I loved that shit. But <laughs> I, it, I just am drink kind of up. that way, too. <laughs> Especially when I was younger. The older I'm getting. Well, yeah, the, now. The less I'm, I'm different that. now. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. But when I was younger, that, I mean, I thrive. I, like, I would leave concerts. Uh, the few that I drenched, it, charged as hell. Well, and I'd have no voice either, yep, and yep. screaming, oh, man, and it yeah. was it was a blast. First concert I ever went to that I remember was uh, a local band that was extremely popular in the Christian scene, Petra. Oh, oh man, yeah, they're lo- local to what? Yeah, they're no, local, they local to Fort. But they started. They, they no, they no, were. Fort they Wayne. started in Fort Wayne. You did Shut not know the this. Hell up. No, no, no. no the no. Adams out. They started my church, Calvary Temple. Yeah. Shut up. Yes. Yeah. Very. Did they extreme. freak out of the key changes too. <laughs> <laughs> they started at a little local coffee shop called the Adams Apple back I, in the seventies. Seventy two. You know John Schlitt? I had. I'm. I'm my as. As a kid, what went to the Nazarene College? That's right. You're not native to Fort Wayne, so you no, don't know I'm this. No, I'm not native. Yeah. That is blowing. No, this I had is, no, idea. no that, that's no why. Idea. That's why Petro is a big deal around here. Yes, especially. that makes more sense now. But I've always it, thought you guys were crazy. I'm no. all right. Awesome gods. No, 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 okay. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. That's they were. They were big everywhere eventually, but they started in '72. They're and, they're kind of they're a prog band yeah. too. I mean, this is like sophisticated music they were there they had secular hits that we don't even like identify with sure their uh um their earlier stuff i absolutely love yeah like 70s early 80s Mm -hmm. is like awesome pretty neat yeah uh yeah because they just had this they had this great sound and they're really unique too especially when you talk about the christian scene and music usually they redefined Mm -hmm. they redefined praise music well, they figured out the formula, right? Because before you, then, it was just hymns. Well, they, 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 when they took no, them a long it was, time, to it start was original off. music back in the seventies and eighties. The praise stuff you're thinking about was later iterations yeah. of the band back in the nineties, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, they. Which they, actually, I like some of their praise albums, but yeah. I don't. But the early stuff that the stuff either. that Howie's talking about, you need to go back and listen to some of their early stuff. Really, it's really very interesting music. It's not. It's yeah. not what you think is in terms of like your your regular Christian music that you hear on. You I have know. something to add to that later. <laughs> yeah, they they figured out a formula because they were having a hard time getting started because it was kind of hard for for uh, you know the Christian parents in the 70s, to allow this kind of music. So they figured yeah. out, oh, we're going to make an album. We need to have we're going to have a couple of these more crazy songs. But we have to make sure we have a couple right. slow praise like type right. original song. You know, they had to do this formula to just kind of get in the but once they start taking off, it that became less of a an issue. But yeah, that the it was This Means War album was the concert. Yeah, I remember I that to. one. <laughs> yeah. I feel yeah. so hedonistic and secular right now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this means war. What the hell is that? Ooh. Was awesome God on that one? This means war. <laughs> the battle. The ra- I can't believe I know some, but I listened to a lot. I mean, that's what my parents would allow me to listen to. So I, I would still tell yeah, you that exactly. 60% of my hearing loss was because I sat at a white heart 
concert at Moody Bible Church. <laughs> Not White Snake, White Heart. Yeah, White Heart. Three rows away oh, from man. the like two story high speakers. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Any any excuse to go out on a Sunday night. Nice. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So that was Okay, so that was that that was a lot of fun. And of course we're I was nine or ten probably at that time dang and so i'm like oh this is so awesome we went as a youth group right right? (laughs) so uh (laughs) or almost youth group i went because i was you were attached to the leadership yeah (laughs) aka his his kid yeah i try not to hiccup yeah (laughs) all right so my earliest concert experience my first real concert at the Memorial Coliseum here in Fort Wayne was a, a Cinderella concert. I can't even remember who else opened for them. Cinderella? Cinderella. This is 80s hair metal. Okay. Okay. So they came to the Coliseum. And okay, so the Coliseum back in the 80s and, and early 90s, <clears throat> when there Allen was a county Memorial Coliseum. Yes. Just in case anybody wants to Google it. <laughs> back Have at another- that time, when there was a concert that came to the Coliseum, it was an event. And when I mean an event, what I mean is like you would skip school that day and you would go and stand in line. Oh, damn. And you would. Um, I, I, it was so cool, man. I mean, I remember. <laughs> no, literally, there Skipping were. School was bad. Seriously, you leave and you go there at noon. The concert doesn't start till seven. Right. And you stand in line and the lines were so long, they would wrap around the Coliseum. That's okay. the Coliseum wasn't as wide back. No, it was not, but it was still big enough to hold. I mean, there was. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, remember when they raised the ceiling. Yes. I mean, and I think now our, our <laughs> right now our our local coliseum holds about thirteen thousand people. Back in the day, it was like eight nine thousand. Yeah, but still, it's pretty big. And uh, I mean, I just remember lines around the coliseum and standing in line playing hacky sack with randos. <laughs> it was awesome, man. Yes. It was it was an all day event, and they were it was just so cool. And I saw so many cool concerts there. And you're right, the etiquette, depending on what kind of band or <laughs> yeah. that you're seeing or whatever. Okay, so um, I remember in particular seeing Aerosmith at the Coliseum. Oh shit! Ooh, this is early awesome. '90s Aerosmith at their heyday. Damn, I mean, this is like that would have been the peak Aerosmith for me. It was. Did uh, they sing "Dream On." Uh, yes, they did. did. They, did they sing yeah. crazy. <laughs> they sang it all, brother. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, I remember that concert in particular. We would go so early. We were always like almost front row center every time because we would oh, go so early. So I was, fr- I was, I've been front row center for Aerosmith. I've been front row center for uh, Van Halen. <laughs> I was um, front row center for uh, Brian Regan. Does that count? <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay, why not? Thanks, the Aerosmith concert was so cool, though, because they had this giant, um, this, uh, this Stonehenge. Um, <laughs> no. um, I just this uh, curtain just hung in front of the stage. And uh, when they took the stage, there was a light from the back and it was on Steven Tyler. So all you see from you know, our vantage point was his silhouette. Right. You know, and he's sitting there starting the song, whatever it was. Yeah. And then, and then when they start, <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> the curtain comes down and, you know, it's the whole band. And then it's the real Steven Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> right there. Yeah. Nice. But, um, no. Okay. So to get, well, like you were saying about the weed, 
I mean, it's everywhere. Yeah, it's everywhere. I, at, at the I rock concert, never it's... experienced that. <laughs> oh my god! In my life, the closest thing I've come to that was when I put my tray on the tray carousel at the cafeteria in college and went. Something smells skunky. No, it's it's at the point that you you know that you have a contact high. Yes. That yes. Is, it's that bad. The yes. only time I've had that was when or girls were good? piling on my lap and on breathing me. weed into my mouth because I had a job interview. But it was that. it was funny because how it would start too is okay, so they at that time it was like open seating on the floor. And so, but they would sit you in rows until the, until the lights went out. Right. Right, And so until the lights went out, everything was pretty, you know, calm or whatever. And the lights go out and everybody rushes to the barrier. Right. (laughs) So you're up front. Everybody knows this is what happens. As soon as when the lights go out, that's when the weed starts. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The light, the lighting goes on. Nobody, nobody will know. They're not looking. Okay. So, okay. At this time though, too, um, and this may sound weird to some of our younger uh, listeners. It's, a, but it's okay. <laughs> there is a certain etiquette, right? So with the weed. there's always, no, not with the weed. Oh, with the cocaine. <laughs> with the girls. Oh, cocaine. <laughs> okay. Cocaine. So being up front and center means um, you can touch anything you want. Sort of. Except <laughs> the boobies. No, no, no. Especially the boobies. Oh, wait. Okay. So, so at the Aerosmith, and I'm going to highlight the Aerosmith concert in particular. So, okay. So, so there's a girl standing next to me, and this is like, this is like almost every concert. And she wants to get up and she wants to touch Steven Tyler, right? Right. So, you so she's put her like, on her, sh- on yeah, your she's like, lift me up. I want to touch Steven. So, you know, you lift her up and she has her moment. And I want to see the guy what looks like a woman <laughs> with a really big mouth and scarves. And that's how he was. It was like, it was like I was in the uh, Janie's Got a Gun video. By the where way, he's like going like this. My daughter, who loves <laughs> Arwen in Lord of the Rings, was so mad when I explained that that's he was her, her, da- her dad. Her dad. <laughs> she was pissed at me. Oh. That's too bad. Anyway, so I lift her up and all this stuff. So, okay, so how girls at that time (laughs) would thank you for doing them a solid. my boobies. (laughs) Yes. They basically would grab your hands and and either stick it on their ass or stick it on their boobs. And, uh, yeah, I got a whole handful of boobs that day. (laughs) I was was born a couple years too late, gentlemen. That was, uh, those were some fun times. <laughs> yeah, my first concert going experience with the with the screaming Asian girl at the New Kids on the Block. I think if you touched anybody, you'd been escorted to hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not a rock. This would have played it's to a- our advantage because we wanted to get the hell out of there. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, different, different times. Different. So, yeah, those yeah, were. Yeah, that Petra concert. I tell you, when I looked at those girls. <laughs> <laughs> at the Christian concert. They let me touch their ankles like indiscriminately. She I could see her sock. She was, was like great. she was like, I'm okay if you go full Amish on me right now. <laughs> My my uh my first uh small venue concert other than like you know the college shit that happens on you know our private college camp campus stuff like that. Shoot, we had Battle of the Bands that I partook in and had no damn right to be there. But um, was uh, right after we graduated, I went up to visit, and they said, hey, there's this band playing up in Chicago. I'm so you okay? No. No. <laughs> not even a little. This is a new thing in my 40s. When I get drunk, I hiccup like a goddamn Tom and Jerry cartoon. So All bear right. with me. But a couple of friends really liked this band I'd never held 
heard the name of in my life and like, we're gonna see you're gonna like them and we went up to a uh a concert I don't, I don't even remember the name of the club this is so, like two decades ago almost and it was a band called over the rhine oh man and they said this I love band, over the rhine this band forgot about that concert this band is did we, they're like did you go with us okay yes. yeah they said they're 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 religious but their music is not yes it's not christian music it's right. not solely about that correct it's about all kinds of things. And mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, let's go find it Love, out. Love, relationships. Yeah. You know, so yeah, we life. went up to this concert the and touch of boobies. I'm I'm out of shape and tired it's not as a hell. Touching boobies. I'm out of shape <laughs> no. and tired as hell because it's, you know, my adult life. Right. And it was standing room only. And I'm an art nerd still at the time, you know, my undergrads in art, and I brought my camera along because ah, it makes me legitimate. <laughs> And I, it was, and I stood there the whole time and I was, my knees were goddamn killing me, but I didn't care because this music was taking me on a, a those guys are, brilliant. don't say journey. Don't say journey. <laughs> Adventure. <laughs> Better. <laughs> I was totally going to say journey. I know. No, I mean, it was, t- it was taking me on a ride that I was not, I was not prepared for because like Garrick, I'm not a fan of crowds. I'm, I don't want people rubbing up against me. I don't want my date to say, hey, want to go down and swing dance on the mosh floor? <laughs> no, go to hell. I don't want any of that. But I'm standing in this very uh, predominantly very crowded room. There's not a chair anywhere. There's no bench anywhere. It's not like it was like people wanted to get up. It was not provided. And after the, we went to like Mexican restaurant, Chicago right beforehand. After, for, afterward, I'm talking to friends. So Josh from Kokomo mm-hmm. there for the show, Ian. And I was like, this changed me in a way because even though I was goddamn miserable because, you know, my knees were hurting, I was got, you know, my, my dad's cricket patels, I'm overweight and all the shit. The music put me somewhere that I didn't know I yeah. could be. Yeah. And that was transformative for me. And yeah. the funny thing was when they would come through Fort Wayne later, I'd drag your asses out to yeah. see the show. Cause I'm right. like, you don't understand. I'm going to show you something where these people are deeply religious, mm-hmm. but are going to sing these white ass people from Cincinnati are going to sing soul. Mm-hmm. That is going to rock your soul. This is basic. I mean, the heart of the band is a husband, wife team, right? Songwriting right. team. Rinquists. And they bring, yeah. and they bring a, a band with them. And, uh, We've seen them yeah. with you, me yeah. and Howie and you went to go see them at Come to Go Ministries I, here in Fort Wayne. I couldn't wait to expose anybody to the limited shit that I knew. <laughs> and and we went out to see them and like that was one of that was a great experience. Such a small venue. Yes. But you know, first off, he here he he is where he's like an amazing writer and instrumentalist. Yeah, he plays everything. Everything. And then she gets up, also a talented instrumentalist, and she's got the smokiest, it's great, soulful voice, voice mm-hmm. that just literally rocks you to your core. Yeah, and sings these like blues, pop, mm-hmm. jazz, rock fusion that you don't know what one number to the next is going to bring. You. The uh, the thing about this band again, over the Rhine, was that especially with this live performance that we all went to. Um, <clears throat> I've been to a lot of live performances, a lot, local, national, whatever. And a lot of the time, probably 60, 70% of the time, you kind of get bored 
when, yeah. no, when, you honest know, to God, that's true. Seriously. Cause you're just, you don't know the music and you know, yeah. and it's just, Oh, okay. It's a song, you know, okay, yeah. that's fine. You know, but this band in particular, they this is one of those, in. they do. I didn't know any of their songs, nope. but they were just perfectly crafted yeah. tunes and, uh, per, I mean, the live performance was just amazing. And I just, I love those experiences. Yeah, when I went to work at Navistar, which would have been a couple of years after I graduated from college, uh, they, I went through training for this kind of like analyst group. And they dropped me off and they said, all right, this guy's going to be your mentor. He's been working for you. So he could be your mentor. We sit down and we start talking. In the first day, he's acting like, what kind of music are you going to do? He's like in Depeche Mode and shit like mm-hmm. that. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm kind of like in this band called Over the Rhine. He goes, wait. <laughs> you know over the rhine yeah i'm like yeah i got a couple of their albums and he's like oh my <laughs> god nice. it was like this kinship mm. that was like at it's like he was like oh my how do you know over the rhine you know <laughs> because again even though they're religious people you know that's not their core defining attribute is they're human beings mm-hmm. and their music explores all the different range of that right and I was so thrilled because I have so little exposure to that stuff. Yeah. To be able to share that with anybody was just like, <laughs> I'm so overly <laughs> excited that it's really, I hope it affects you like it affected me. And like, yeah, their, their, their music just, I don't know. Every time I get exposed to any of it just rocks me to yeah. my core. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Speaking of rocking to your core. Uh-huh. Uh, like a hurricane. There are actually two <laughs> concerts that I've I, I, I blocked out of my memory. Oh, how he's coming <laughs> oh, back! Oh man, he's having flashbacks. There, there with my ex. One oh, I got nice. as like a birthday present or whatever that I didn't want to go, but I'm like I'm being a good <laughs> husband. I'm grateful that you bought this uh, for me. And one I wanted to go at the time, and now I look back on it and I feel like as. I don't know why. <laughs> um, the first one, oh dang it! Uh, it's a it's a it's a country country band. Okay, uh, Dixie Chicks. Dixie Chicks. No, yeah. the the <laughs> you both went there. I guess so. Dudes, uh, dudes. They, they Silverstone pickups. They uh, Silverstone sang pickups. a country band. I don't know country uh, band. They, car, the movie Cars, Life on a Highway. Cheryl Crow. <laughs> Sorry, man. Uh, uh, they were you. super popular. I feel like the Cars they version were, of that song was Cheryl It was a Crow. band and not an individual solo oh, wait, artist. I was just saying Get Real Gone. Rasco Flats. Rasco Flats. 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 Oh, there you go. I would not remember that. Yeah, not the um, dude that was popular in the 90s. Did, for that what does recording. that have to do with Cars? No. It was that was, that the, was Rascal the Flats was the version that was in Cars. It was not the other guy what did yeah. the 90s popular version. Exactly. Uh, I can't remember his name to save my life right now. So I don't really remember much about that concert except existing. That's the Eagles uh, guy. Tom the, Cochran. Tom Cochran. Oh, was thank it Cochran? you. Okay. Well done. Did you Google that shiz? Of course I did. Well done. Well <laughs> done, <laughs> sir. The, the other one that I'm not super proud of was an American Idol concert. Oh. <laughs> oh. Really? Which American Idol was there? Uh, it was the Clay- you watch some Clay- Kelly Clarkson, Clay Aiken one. Oh, Clay Aiken. I said Rupert Grant, which Ruben's, is actually not Ruben Stutter. Yeah, Ruben Sutter and Rupert Grant being the dude who played Ron yeah. in Harry Potter. That's Rupert Grant. Clay yeah. Aiken yeah. was yeah. a Ruben talented Stutter, dude. Ruben Clay Stutter. Aiken, Kimberly Lockie. 
That was wasn't wouldn't you say that Kimberly was the most, Caldwell? That was the most contested year of yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the only year where I watched like the semifinals and finals. I remember that I mean, of American Idol and, and is, literally <clears throat> being like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, I was like well, that's Clay right. Ruben Clay pretty much killed it that year, but Ruben got the Ruben won, won, even though Clay murdered it. And now, everybody Ruben in his own right was oh, yeah. badass. Oh yeah, from hell. he was. Right. Yeah, yeah. But, but Clay, Clay was he just brought it every night. Clay yeah. Aiken seemed to bring it every yeah, night. Yeah, and so everybody was like, "Wait a minute, it was just some kind of consolation thing or whatever." Because Clay wailed, even though Ruben was amazing. Clay was just killing it no mm-hmm. one understood hey, what the hell happened yeah. that's what the people voted for that's right? apparently that's it, what man. people voted that's for and nobody got. cheats at voting ever <laughs> so that's not we've we've le- we learned that so yeah there that was at uh conseco field house now bankers oh, wow. yeah bankers, bankers life. life bankers life yeah, yeah. i didn't know that hey i know where that's at yeah. you should yeah but i drove yeah. past there a few times <laughs> a few. So being a musician, I've had the unique experience of being on the other side of things. Yeah. And so I've played hundreds of shows over my career. This is a guy. The best one, though, that I played <laughs> was when I flashed my boobies. At yeah, you. it was amazing. I, it was. No, it was just a way. Did you thing. show me your nickels, Howie? Yeah. <laughs> Show me your nickels. (laughs) God bless our offspring. I know. I love my offspring. (laughs) My child knew her nipples as nickels before she ever knew they were nipples because of your child. Nice. (laughs) Show us your nickels, Howard. Anyway, my my number one experience playing live for people. Um, was at the Three Rivers Festival. So we have a summer festival here in Fort Wayne called Three Rivers. Usually, and, uh, when it's not COVID. Oh yeah, when out. it's not COVID. But, um, COVID? I like <laughs> COVID that. out. COVID rock that. <laughs> um, so back, this is 2001. We opened for the 90s uh, alt band Fuel. Do you guys remember Fuel? Fuel, yeah. yeah. No, oh, no yeah. Fuel. So uh, we opened for them, and... Uh, their guitar player came out. We got to meet him. Actually, we got to meet most of the band. The, the lead singer, Brett Scallions, he was kind of an ass. He was out in the back. Like but, you do. Um, but got to meet the band. They were so cool. And we played in front of 5,000 people that day. Damn, son. And it yeah. was the shit. And actually, at that time, we were getting some label attention and a few things. And there was a big promotion with uh, the local radio, rock radio station to get us they, we were in a, some kind of competition to go out to New York and perform for some record execs and stuff. So there was a lot of promotion behind us. So it was a big crowd and it was a home crowd. And man, I just remember getting goose. The biggest goosebumps I've ever gotten was when you're in a crowd that big and we got some um, radio play with some of our songs and hearing people sing your music back to right. you in that size of a crowd just see, I didn't, I can't I didn't even. meet you for another year and a half after that. <laughs> yeah. When he was right. washed up. Which even then. <laughs> I was <laughs> washed up after that. Yeah. <laughs> you guys were like sucking ass at that point. <laughs> no, but like a year and a half later, I was impressed by the fact that you guys had groupies. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. You got six or seven broads that I would love to get with that are kissing your ass every week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that was that was a pretty amazing show. So you're playing in front of that many people, and oh, what an experience, man! Yeah, right. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, plays are fun. 
Plays, yeah. <laughs> Plays are fun, man. I wish I, I, I would have done remembered it. remembered the best concert I ever went to. Probably, it's still on tour right now, I think. Whoa. Was uh, Star Wars live in concert. Oh, really? Oh, I've always wanted yes. to do that. Oh. They've been through, and I've, I, yeah, I've wanted right. to go, just have never been, done it. It just hasn't lined up. They came, they came through Indy. Uh, they like, came? Like, it was probably like saw six, seven years ago at Banker's Life Fieldhouse. Death and Hell. And I'll previously known as the Canseco, as how he said, or Canseco. Canseco, yeah. <laughs> it's Canseco, right? Yeah. It was probably, it's, uh, it was probably called, yeah, I think it was Canseco back then. Yeah. It was, it was Canseco. It is Canseco. Yeah, that's what it was. It was. It's it was. Not Canseco. I don't know but, what you're yeah, saying. Canseco. Uh, Canseco. It's Canseco. Jose Canseco Fieldhouse. <laughs> yeah. It's not. Tell me you didn't it's pay not a, for that. It is not Jose Canseco Field. So Correct. it's a That's traveling it orchestra that does this. Yeah. So it's it, with the one I went to. Um, so you, when you walk in, they have props from like real props from the movie. Oh wow! Out and about, and you. Oh can cool! It's super cool. Take pictures. Or you can go in and sit down, take your seat, and they have a live sy- symphony orchestra with a actual conductor, and they play the. Uh, you know, the Fox fanfare, at least when I went there, this might, I think this was maybe before Disney bought it. So maybe it was longer than I thought. Oh yeah, it absolutely was. Uh, so they did the Fox fanfare and then out walks Anthony Daniels. Oh, oh nice. nice. Did he come he, out and insult everyone else from the cast? <laughs> he mooned everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He pulled off his belt, whooped down <laughs> his goes, draws. This is saw, my arse. Saw Anthony Daniels. Called Kenny uh, Baker a talisman. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony but showed he, his like, Daniels. He would, he narrated the whole thing. So it's uh, I think the first one they played. So they started with Phantom Menace, obviously, and they played Duel of Fates, and that's oh, how they opened. Wow! They had the the live singers, and they had laser lights and smoke, and nice. They were they had a giant screen where they were playing clips from the movie. So let me let me ask you: Get tickets to this? Was everybody? Prim and proper and quiet during this. Yes, but also nude. Uh, I mean, it was nobody like ever a, cheered or made noise. Oh yeah, there was lots of cheering. Did you grab oh, boobs okay. when it first started? But as soon as it got into it, everyone kind of settled down because you want right. to you want to listen to the the song because it's an awesome song. Yeah, but well, so there'd be about. that short like yay, and then it would <laughs> die down, and then it was it was so amazing. Laser lights going off, clips from the movies, actual orchestra it was like it was one of the more amazing experiences i've been to nice that's the thing about some live shows is you listen to them and they're just not good like you hear like you hear music on an album but then you Mm -hmm. hear them live and you're like kind of disappointed yeah because the the live version is so far off yeah the actual version i my dad Dragged me to the Coliseum to watch a Crosby, Stills, and Nash concert. And I remember David Crosby, you know, post-drug-addled to hell up there with his wild hair, looking like a pirate from Hook and shit like that. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, yeah. He's like, uh, Neil wrote the, you know, Neil, Neil wrote the protest songs, you know, uh, you know, Nash, he wrote the rock songs. And I wrote the weird shit and they would play this stuff. And I had no familiarity with it up whatsoever, even though I was into old music, you know, classic rock and shit. 
And I, even to this day, I won't like go out and search Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young or anything. Neil Young was not there. Crosby, Stills, Nash. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> that concert, like, was badass mm. at the embassy. You know, a bunch of, you know, upper class white people mm-hmm. sitting around watching it. Well, it'd be, you know, Crosby, Stills, Nash. Yeah, mostly white people anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> but these guys putting on a show in their, you know, retirement years. Re- looking back and recognizing what they did, what the meaning of it was, you know, while Neil Young's not around anymore because he's doing his own shit and stuff like that, it it struck a chord with me that I still to this day don't fully understand. Like, it gave me a perspective on what they were doing at the time. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason why I bring it up, I don't really have anything definitive to say about it, but the 60s were a complicated time yeah. for music. Right. And a very formative and very eclectic time yeah, for music. Yeah, very eclectic, yeah. Extremely. And, like, I, at the end of this concert, felt like I'd been fans of them my whole life. And going into that, I didn't know shit. Yeah. My dad going into that probably had more exposure. Ex, I'm Swedish chefing over here. More exposure to their music through his time in Vietnam. Mm than he did any other time. Same thing with like CCR. My dad loves CCR. Mm-hmm. He loves his Creedence tapes, man. He loves his Creedence <laughs> tapes. Because of his exposure in Vietnam. He told sure. me about a Vietnamese band that literally couldn't pronounce the lyrics. <laughs> and they all the all the servicemen thought the song was rolling up a reefer. <laughs> because that's the way the South the South Vietnamese band pronounced it. Nice. And not rolling on a river. <laughs> That's great. So, like, that's my, like, you know, my dad has that, like, that nostalgic connection. Mm-hmm. I had none going into it, but it deeply affected me in that moment. Never owned a Crosby, Stills, Nash or Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young yeah. CD since. But in the time I was transported into yeah. an era that I have no perspective. That's on the neat thing about live experiences is that you can have that kind of deep experience yeah. without necessarily connecting with the music on the level that you want to buy it and, right. and stuff like that. Right. So, I mean, so it is disconnected in that way. I mean, the live performance really is different. It's separate in my mind yeah. from yeah. the recorded experience. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> my, my, my best example of that is that I don't love Andrew Lloyd Webber music at all. Okay. <clears throat> I feel that a lot of his music is, and now I'm a huge show tunes fan huge show tunes fan i love show tunes like Mm -hmm. i knew every song from les mis word for word before i ever saw the show Mm -hmm. i don't love andrew lloyd weber's music obviously there's exceptions you know you know oh you know in in his shows but when i finally went to see phantom in chicago i had no idea what i was in for the and it's funny because again i feel it feels silly saying but the special effects blew me away i didn't know the show starts off with them auctioning off this chandelier that used to hang in this in this theater that was supposedly haunted by this phantom blah 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 i'm like what what is all this i've known the music for years Mm -hmm. and this thing lights up there's explosions of sparks and then it raises off the stage sails out over the we were first row balcony Mm -hmm. sails out over the audience's stage and then hangs itself at the top of the damn theater above your heads Hmm. while this intense crazy ass music is playing and sparks are shooting everywhere 
I mean, it's it's intimidating as hell. It's like my, you know, the first time we went to Disney, my four year old seeing Pirates of the Caribbean scared as hell because of just cannon shots. Mm -hmm. This is me at 16 years old, almost in tears because of the giant spectacle that I'm seeing that is orchestrated by these mad ass engineers, Mm -hmm. you know, in this in this play design. And then throughout the show, every now and then the, the lights would flicker on the on the on the on this uh, chandelier because it was said and they say explain this to me they said that the lights would flicker when the phantom was near which sounds so stupid and contrived but every time that could that thing would light you'd be like oh god oh it's about to happen <laughs> you're here to see it. he's singing to you but you're like oh here he come oh damn you know <laughs> and it was amazing down to the, like the flash pods that they had lining the stage explosions of fire <clears throat> that happened on the stage all this at the Schubert, not the Schubert, I think the Chicago theater, the Schubert's another theater in Chicago where I saw other stuff, but like, I, I mean, <laughs> we brought my grandma along because we had an extra ticket. My grandma, the whole time, every time something would explode, she'd be like, oh, oh, <laughs> she was startled because, you know, she was up there, but like, we didn't know. I knew the music for years. I had the CDs, even though I didn't love Andrew Lloyd Webber. It was what everybody in the theater scene was into. But when I sat there and saw it live, I was like, holy F. I didn't know how much loving crafted design went into this to make me forget that I was at a live show Mm -hmm. because it was so theatrical in nature. Right. Blew me away. Yeah. Blew me away. And what what people can accomplish in practical effects right there in front of a live studio audience. Mm -hmm. I don't. I mean, the vast majority of people I don't think have any taste for. And. If I'm being honest, in the last 20 years, me neither. Yeah. You know, maybe I've seen like, uh, I've seen like, you know, Joseph and the Amazing Technical Dream Code, you know, the embassy. I've seen a couple things like that. But the the level of effort that people have put into or put in to transport you somewhere else, even though it's a live show with people running around, I, we take it so for granted. You know, I've never seen Miss Saigon with the helicopter coming down out of the out of the loft or anything like that. But I have I have such like a like an academic appreciation for it where I want to know more about it. I don't necessarily need to go see it because, again, like Garrick, don't love crowds. Mm. (laughs) Terrible. Yeah, they smell. They have covid. But lots of it. (laughs) But the amount of effort that people go into to. From all all the way to like a uh, a uh, 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 mockumentary like uh, yeah, this is Spinal Tap, <laughs> right? With the whole with the whole Stonehenge thing, right. where they get the tiny Stonehenge, so they have, they have to find a dwarf person to dance around it, so it doesn't <laughs> look too that small. <laughs> like that's not lost on me because I've I've seen these things live with what little exposure I have, where it's like, hot damn, somebody is putting their everything into this and that's something that i hope we don't lose as much as i love watching live shows on tv when i first got hd tv and it came on verizon fios and it came with hd net mm-hmm. and hd net would yeah. play these live concerts and yeah. i've seen more lo- quote live concerts end quote on hd net sure than i've seen I love that the whole Palladia thing for a yeah. while. That was that was great. I love like those live watching shows. this the the dudes. What were the actual band behind the Soggy Bottom Boys from Oh Brother yeah, Where Art sure. Thou with Allison Krauss? Like 
these things that I would stumble into where you get these different levels of we're going to give it to you raw versus we're going to give you the full on show packed version. The the range of things that could just absolutely floor me for just literally people who aren't putting their they're studio musicians, not milking it at all. They're not putting any charisma into it. They're just playing the best effing right. instruments they can right. versus somebody who's out to put on the most amazing show you've ever seen in your life. Right. And they all just blow my mind. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's something about a live show yeah. that I hate and love at the same time. Probably the best live show. This is the last one I have. So, uh, the best live show that I had been uh, been to was you brought up Silver Sun pickups. So yes, I did go to a live show there. <laughs> nice. Uh, it was. Uh, I went with Barry. Barry, good old Barry. Uh, Bear. We we were at the Argon Ballroom Care, in Bear. Chicago, which is a beautiful, beautiful uh, venue. I've never been there. Um, it was. They had like some seating around the outside, but it was like a ballroom floor, standing room only, where sure. everybody pretty much was. Uh, killing me at the end. Yeah, I was, I was older then, but yep. not not as old. younger now. than now, yeah. older than before. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but that was one of those experiences that when I went to it, of course, it was an amazing venue, but just the music. It, it gave it a different, a uh, different feel that was energizing. Yeah, being live and 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 just was the venues fun. really help with that stuff too, man. Because yeah. we've it's like, weird, like like works. a local embassy. Our local embassy yeah. is just freaking gorgeous. Yeah, which is where I saw Petra. I with those love <laughs> our local embassy. Yes, we're, um, we're spoiled as opposed to like I mean, and don't get me wrong, because I enjoy you know concerts at our Coliseum and stuff like that, and. We've got other venues like we've well, it's arenas don't interest me as much for music. I'd rather have something a yes. little more intimate, like a theater yep. or smaller. Agreed. Agreed. And, Definitely. But yeah, like it, it's amazing. You know, I talked about seeing over the Rhine first time being on my feet with my camera and being exhausted. One thing I'll never forget is, you know, they have different other musicians, different band members with the married couple that are the primary two. there. They had a bassist or a, 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 maybe a celloist that i've never seen with them the other time subsequent times i've seen them but watching this guy live and the feeling on his face i mean you you might my wife jokes about how whenever we see a a guitarist humping his guitar (laughs) my wife will make a joke about you of course she will (laughs) humping the guitar but like I will. I don't know that in my lifetime, which I'm halfway through at this point, <laughs> I will ever see a celloist with as much meaning on his face as I saw at this just one night in Chicago mm-hmm. in a standing room only tiny little theater club. Yep. Watching over the ride, they just had a cellist with him who was like embodying the instrument he held, and you felt it. I don't know the first damn thing about a cello, a violin, mm-hmm. a viola. Or right. an upright bass. I don't know she is. I've played all those. Thank you. I'm sure you have. No, I'm sure you're fluent. <laughs> but I didn't this, say I was fluent. I'm just this saying. guy made me feel what he was playing. Mm-hmm. And I'll, right. I don't know. I'll, 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 I'll probably never experience that again. But at the time, even though I'm taking pictures of everybody in the band, this rando dude that they had with them that day, which I just, I was just transported mm-hmm. in a way that I doubt will ever happen. Those are... 
the best live shows when you're transporting, you're taking yeah. to a different place. You're, you know, they keep your attention. Um, kind of off the beaten path a little bit. A couple of kind of other types of shows other than concerts that I've been to that might be worth mentioning. Um, I've, I've been to, in my travels, I've been to Vegas a few times. So one of my favorite stops in Vegas, you guys familiar Penn with Teller. Penn and Teller? Yep. Knew it. I, I almost every time I go to Vegas, I go to a Penn and Teller show there, because are they, they, doing it? they are still doing it. I've never we, been to Vegas, oh, wow. but that would be at the top of my list. Yeah, no, they're still doing it. The wife and I went two or three years ago uh, to Vegas. It was her first time out there. By the way, everybody in Indiana is still OK to say the wife and I <laughs> We do that. Um, but yeah, we went there and I mean, there's a lot to see in Vegas. Don't get me sure. wrong. There is a lot to see. You and, get all those uh, cards with the hookers on them, the baseball cards. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. But, uh, the Penn and Teller show is neat because they're kind of old Vegas a little bit. It's a magic show. Yeah. Um, and some dialogue and a little bit of live music. And, um, it's a really neat, uh, experience. If you want kind of quintessential old Vegas, that's the way to go. Um, Something that's a little more newer than that that I've seen in Vegas. Have you ever seen a Blue Man Group show? I have no. not. I have not seen a Blue Man Blue Man Group show, but I have literally known so many people who've been like picked <laughs> out of the crowd to have like paint thrown at them. <laughs> okay, I never in a million years <laughs> thought that I would enjoy a blue man group show it oh, looks so stupid no, to me whenever right. you'd see clips on you know tv if it's that popular they got something yes i was wrong yeah that was one of my favorite experiences in a live um setting um i was with some work friends and they're like oh we're going to blue man group let's go let's go and uh so i went and the cool thing about this is um there's so many different things that they're doing on stage. It's it's yeah. it's not only visual though. The cool thing about it is they have got a live rock band behind them that's kind of off to the side that's playing music the whole time. It's all live, everything. It's not just you know shot through speakers, you know, or whatever or and, PVC uh, pipes. <laughs> but that stuff's all cool, yeah, because there's yeah. a lot of percussion stuff and uh, that was a lot of fun. And there's a lot of crowd participation. There's some things that they do or they're, you know, the crowds are very involved. So how many people at a blue man group concert are wearing ponchos? Like they're at a Gallagher <laughs> uh, or a Gallagher too. May up, maybe up front. I don't know. I guess I don't remember. Right. Uh, we were kind of a little about mid mid theater. But. I, would, I would particularly dress so that if I got paint or stuff on me, that that's what those clothes are. Sure. <laughs> this, is, sir, this are. is it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, those were kind of little different types of shows that were enjoyable. Right. Me, but I've anyway. seen Brian Regan three times. Seen him once at the, at the embassy with you. We were there. Yeah. yeah. That was my first time. And that we were dying that whole time. Our sides hurt at the end. And I specifically remember one guy yelling out at one point, Brian Regan goes, Hey, you know, what about this? I don't remember what he said. Then, and one you know guy what? yells out the big yellow ones. Yes, the sun. yes. He's like, okay. Okay. So the cool <laughs> thing about Brian Regan and I don't think most comedians would do this, right? But he would, he did. He kind of opened it up at the end to yeah. let people yell out old material. Yeah. And he would perform the old material. Yeah, and I he, just thought that was so cool because a lot of, artists they're and performers cool I, I, I don't know if it's that they're too cool i mean I, 
a lot of them just want to highlight their new stuff because yeah. the old stuff is boring to them because yeah. they performed it so much. No, but well, Brian Regan was it, like, if you love it, I'll do it. I just, That's, I, that was so, I appreciated well, that because yeah. it's, it's fan centric. Yeah. And I appreciate That's that. That's one of the interesting things. I can't remember the names guy's name now. Uh, Jim Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. I was sick that night and you went with all the ladies to see him. (laughs) Yeah, he performed, what was it, a couple years ago or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And you could tell. I mean, he was at the tail end of his tour. Yeah. And you could tell. He was just disappointed. I felt almost felt bad for him in in a way, although he spent money on it. That's disappointing because he's an Indiana <laughs> boy. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's a he's a Hoosier. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that that was probably one of my. Kinda that's little. even more disappointing than the Rascal. <laughs> you know, my wife was with you at that performance, and she said the same thing that yeah. he seemed a little. I don't want to say flat, but just kind of done. Yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. That's unfortunate. That is, especially with him because he's. I I enjoy his material. Yeah, yeah that's the thing too. Yeah, I really enjoy him too. That so. time we saw Brian Regan though, it was side splitting. Oh yeah, I mean, oh. I've seen him two more times since, or at least two more, maybe three more since then, and he's always been good, but never quite the level of oh my god, I might need surgery <laughs> at the end of this. We were absolutely dying at the embassy. And yeah, my, my the highlight of that show for me was when the guy just randomly yelled, "The big yellow was the sun." <laughs> he goes, it, 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 "Like his response was like literally like, okay, sir, thank you, sir. <laughs> Stay with me." <laughs> it had nothing to do with the joke at the time, but it was actually funny. Like the guy yes. who yelled that out actually had perfect timing. <laughs> he did. That was that was pretty fun. Yeah, Brian Regan often considered the comedian's comedian. Yeah. Yeah, he he doesn't have a sh- he don't really doesn't have a shtick. No, he mm-hmm. just takes he's, apart the normal. He's pretty stuff. clean. He's, I mean, in oh, terms yeah. of stick, I mean he's he's clean. He's not a he's not like well, a foul he's, mouth. He's probably the favorite one on uh, uh, cars, coffee driving thing. Can oh yeah, cars getting coffee with Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld. Yes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the drunk one had no- <laughs> Yeah, I'm okay. I watched a lot of Jay Leno. Uh, episodes or Jade Leno's Garage or whatever, which is like the short form version of that show. Oh yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm cl- I'm ready. I'm right there. I'm primed. It's it's COVID-y though. There you go. <laughs> I'm telling you, there is a difference. But as much as I've appreciated over the last year with COVID and everything, I've appreciated the different ways that people have taken live shows and venues and tried to record them and transform them into a way that makes you feel kind of like you're there. Like I lost my damn mind y'all when, uh, David Letterman's my next guest needs no introduction. Mm -hmm. Uh, he interviewed, um, Dave Chappelle. Yeah. And they're like, Oh yeah, we're here at a, like, you know, here's my property park right over there's young's dairy, which is a place my grandma used to take me all the time. And I was, I like, I'd always heard, Oh yeah. Dave Chappelle lives in Dayton. No, he doesn't. That's just shorthand, you know, right. more or less an Antioch or whatever, which is right out. And I, I was losing it. I'm like, oh, my God, me and Dave Chappelle probably occupied the same space <laughs> close to the same time yeah. when I was little, like freaking out. Like, I've so appreciated all these different ser- different produ- producers services that have tried to capture that. But and Mike probably agreed with me more than anybody. 
there is something about being in the same space, occupying the same space, same time. <laughs> Can't do a little, it. A little time cop, a little time cover. Like there's something about being there with the artist that even if they don't know who the hell you are, right. you're sharing something with them Yeah, that is unique mm-hmm. to that moment. Yes. And what I'm pretty much saying is that I want to get ice cream with Dave Chappelle. That's really <laughs> all this is. I want to get some Superman fucking ice cream at Young's Dairy with Dave Chappelle. But yeah, I I don't know how normal that will ever become again. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yet to be determined. Well, it yeah, that's true. But it is slowly changing because I'm walking into most stores now without a mask. Yeah. My it's, wife's it's, doing that. It too. is changing. I, yeah. I've not ditched the and mask. So, yet. Well, and I'm seeing most people are doing that. Yeah, I still carry mine with me. Just in I case, guess right. if right. some places else are still for the comfort of other people around me. But I get shot number two on on Monday. Oh yeah. So we'll see if Tuesday I turn into Lucky. a zombie. <laughs> now, now wait a minute. This is three weeks in. When's your second shot scheduled? I got the Moderna, so it's four weeks. Oh, I got weeks. the Pfizer. So yeah. I thought it was two, but it's three. Mm. Is mistaken. So yeah, we'll see if I actually get laid out here come Tuesday. But I don't know. It, it's hard to know what the new normal is going to be in places like here. I feel like the new normal is going to be a lot like the old normal. But there's a lot of other places which are more trend setting than our location that I'm not sure it's going to be that way, which will influence how we see things here. But my sincere hope is that the the live in person experience is not like you know gone the way of the dodo. I uh, I love live, man. Mm-hmm. I just appreciate it. I, I I on the some level I understand the the time and effort it takes to put together a live performance. Mm-hmm. You know, having done what I've done as long as I did, um, it's hard. It's not easy, and the amount of rehearsal it takes, and the production, and and everything else that goes right. behind the scenes that people don't even see. Yeah, and all the auto tuning um, that you do. Yeah, dude, all that pitch <laughs> correction. Um, but I love it. I love it. I I know you guys don't like the the, but I love being in crowds and I love being sweating on each other and and then all the germs swapping and all that crap. Remember, I hate crowds unless I'm in front of them. <laughs> there you go. I don't like being in them, but if I'm in front of them, I'm confident that I can control them. <laughs> there you go. Because I'm an egotistical bastard. Yeah. See, yeah, yeah, same here, man. Yeah. yeah, I love being on stage too. That's yeah, the other thing, man. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, won't you tell us what your favorite live show was? I don't care if it was Cirque de Goddamn Soleil. For real, man. Get on betterkind.com, click on the Discord link, and join us on Discord. Tell us what your favorite live show was. I really want to hear this. I do, too. Because, honest to God, there are some acts you would never think were great live, Mm -hmm. and you find out they were, and you're like, oh, hell, that's something I want to get in on. Yeah, and, and I and I'm not even lying. When, and I, I mentioned before, but when I was lived in when I was a kid in Chicago, Miss Saigon was all anybody talked about. But when I saw Phantom, which I don't even like the music of that much, other than like two songs, I was like, "Damn!" If I went to my grave without no, without seeing this, I'd be pissed. <laughs> you know, I don't need to see the helicopter shit. I see these goddamn flash pots going off. <laughs> like, we want to know what's your favorite live show. Join us on Discord share with us we'd love to hear from you won't you run out wherever you get the podcast give us nice reviews so we can reach more listeners just like you in the meantime 
I'm Corey. Over there's Mike. 99. Over there's Howie. I'm dead. Over there's Garrick. People are gross. In most parts, it's true. They smell. They sweat. They're, they, they're, they're just disgusting they're creatures. Skunky pot smell that smells like rotten jelly. I don't want to be one. Oh.